Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What is up, Gypsy Gang, and welcome back to the Gypsy Tales podcast. And today I am interviewing a unicorn, R. Willie. He is one of the most creative and influential people in action sports. And despite being famous since basically he was a 12-year-old, he remains one of the most humble, down-to-earth and nicest guys I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Despite being in the absolute peak of his career, he still puts such a huge emphasis on the, the youth that are involved in the sports that he loves and being a great example for those guys. I've been wanting to get Willie on the podcast for a really long time and I'm so glad that it happened. It was his first podcast and honestly it was just an honor to, uh, to, to be able to give him the platform to tell such an incredible story. Before we get into today's episode, got to give a shout out to our epic sponsors. Firstly, we are brought to you by the all-new Dirt 5 and this game delivers the most insanely fun off-road racing experience. Blaze a trail around the world with over 70 unique routes across 10 different global locations. The variety of cars you can choose in this game is absolutely mind-blowing. My personal favorite probably has to be the beefed-up trophy trucks that you can get, but there is everything from rally cars, rock bouncers, buggies, and way more. Of course, you can race in a career mode, play four-player split screen, and race in all new innovative online modes. And if you like to customize your car's look, you can also get creative with the brand new livery editor for all your whips. New for Dirt 5 is Playgrounds, which also allows you to create, share, and discover custom arenas. You can race X Games, rip under the Christ Redeemer in Brazil, or under the Northern Lights in Norway. Dirt 5 is available now on all platforms, including the all-new PS5. Pop quiz, Gypsy Gang, have you ever seen anybody frown on a sea-doo? Mm, I can't hear you, but I'm going to assume you answered like me and said no. After riding the past few weekends in this summer heat, I think I'm going to be spending some of my time behind bars on the water this summer. If you've been thinking what I've been thinking, then you've probably been looking at the Sea-Doo range on the JSW Power Sports website to get your summer adrenaline fix. And when I say adrenaline, I mean going from 0 to 100 k's an hour in just 3.6 seconds on the all-new 2021 Sea-Doo RXP-X 300. There's a pretty solid little crew of guys that are on the JSW program now. Guys like Corey Creed and Andy Jackman seem to have had this idea way before I did. If your summer holidays have been cancelled, this might be an awesome way to find a new destination out on the water. For more information on these floating fun machines, head to jswpowersports.com.au and of course, tell them you're a member of the Gypsy Gang. 
Well, now that you've cooled down and got wet, it is time to get dry. And the best way that I know how to get dry is with the world's best towel from Dry Times. Specifically designed to dry fast and leave all the sand at the beach, a towel from Dry Times will be your best mate this summer. Head to drytimes.com and use the code GYPSYGANG for 15% off. We're also brought to you by the guys at Boost Mobile and I want to let you know about the prepaid package that I have run for all of 2020. I'm a bit of a data guy, so for me, the $300, 240 gig, long expiry prepaid plan is perfect for me. Boost Mobile is on the full 4G Telstra network and gives you the best coverage in Oz to go with all of that data. Head to boost.com.au for more information. Cricks Tweed is the dealership that we trust to get us around, and our 2020 whip has been the all-new Mitsubishi Triton. We've well and truly put this thing through its paces in 2020, and it's seen more bikes and ramps in the back of it than Jack Miller's bought two strokes off Gumtree. If you need a new or used set of wheels for 2021, head to crickstweed.com.au to book in your test drive. I kind of wish I had a bit more in common with R. Willie than this, but my only claim here is that we share a couple of sponsors. But hey, I'll take it. R. Willie is a member of the Nobby Nation, and if he was here to tell you, R. Willie is a member of the Nobby Nation, and if he was here, he would tell you all about how safe those Nobbies keep his gigantic uh, quads of his. Head to nobbyunderwear.com.au, and for just $20 a month, you can become a member of the Nobby Nation as well. What else do R. Willie and I have in common, you may ask? Well, we both run Fist Handwear. The main difference being that Willie wins X Games in his and I pretty much just go over the bars trying to take out Sam in mine. Chapter 14 has dropped and you can head to fisthandwear.com.au and use the code GYPSYGANG for 15% off. We cannot dip on these ads without giving a shout out to the legends at mxstore.com.au. If you order before 2 p.m. on a weekday, you're going to get your stuff shipped that very same day. Damn, those boys and girls at MX Store are absolutely killing it. It's pretty much a weekly stop for me at this point. And also got to let you know that Rival Inc. is giving away a brand new CRF 110. It's their 100K Instagram giveaway. You can head to Rival Inc. Design Co. to check that promo out. Damn. Thank you, everybody, for the support of this podcast. This has been by far our biggest month and we haven't even released the podcast with this absolute lord yet so thank you to everybody for listening thank you to all of the messages it's honestly so humbling to meet so many amazing people through the gypsy gang um every message that gets sent every time you guys buy a shirt every time you guys share the podcast it's absolutely amazing and i appreciate every single last one of you and now i present the man the myth the legend Ah, Willie. I've actually never done a podcast. Dude, isn't that insane? I bet you've been asked to do a trillion podcasts. Nah, you know what? The only guy that ever asked, it was a long time ago, and I was like a little bit nervous, was Theo Vaughn. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, because he gets some pretty crazy people on, so yeah. he like... See my Instagram, and he was like, oh, "I got to get you on." Like that was this was like four years ago, though. And you didn't want to do it? No, I just wasn't in. I was in Australia. Yeah. You know? And then I'm like, didn't re- when I when it came to like actually being there. Well, like he was on tour in Australia when I was in America. Yeah. So like, yeah. Our paths just didn't cross. It's yeah. crazy the 
the you're in a unique position because what you do like with this the bmx stuff like you can do crazy shit that looks cool yeah but there's just something about the shit you can do on a scooter that just looks <laughs> so retarded and it's just like you don't have to know anything about anything like dana white would know nothing about bmx <laughs> yeah yeah but he can look at what you do on a scooter and just be like what yeah i think that that's definitely like one thing I always strive for was like kind of doing the tricks that someone that doesn't even ride yeah. would like look at and like thought would think like, whoa, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, like I did that bike flip where like I let it go. It does a front flip. And now like so many people can do it, but just no one thought to do it for like what all the years of BMX happening. No yeah. one thought to try this. I heard, I heard some people were like, oh yeah, I did it on trampoline, but it's like, why not just try it? And then. I knew it would could work because I rode a scooter yeah. and like we did it on scooter like maybe a year before and then I'm like, you know, is this going to work on BMX? And then I just tried it and that's like pretty much my whole BMX career now. Yeah. It's like, what, what scooter tricks will work on BMX? And then I just bring them to BMX and it works pretty well. It's funny though because like the whole scooter kid thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I mean, I grew up riding BMX every single day like we grew up in cans there was nothing else to do all we did was dig jumps ride skate parks and bully scooter kids <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you're the you're like this white knight that has just like come through the scooter kid ranks and then you're the dude that took over all the bmx shit and it was i don't know there's something so crazy about your come up and what you've like not only just done for scooter kids but you've like legit You've legitimized scooters so much that like now you're like the top dog BMX dude as well. It's just, it's a crazy like it's a crazy thing that happened to like make our Willie like the phenomenon of our Willie. I think I just like people just you know they had that they people had that stereotype where they were like mm. oh it's scooter tricks like I'm not down with scooter tricks where I'm like a scooter kid and I jumped on a BMX bike and I'm like oh, well, I can do my scooter tricks on a BMX bike. And then I just did it so much that people were like, wait, what's going on? Like, why why didn't we do these tricks? Oh, yeah, it's because we were hating not to be the scooter kids. And then now we have, like, heaps of BMX riders that came from scootering, and they're, like, taking over. Like, guys like Brandon Lupos, like, he used to... He was a scooter kid, too. Yeah, he didn't tell you? No, he did. (laughs) I forgot about that. I blanked that shit out. Yeah, but legit, he was like a scooter kid as well. But he rode bikes a lot too, so it was like both. Yeah. No, same with me. Like I would just bring my scooter and BMX to the skate park, and it was like, is more of my friends riding BMX? I'll jump on a BMX. It was for me. It's always just been about like going to the skate park with my mates and just enjoying my time there and like kind of progressing with each other and like challenging each other. And it's like it, that's just what I was growing up doing, and yeah. then it grew into like being on big competitions like x games and then it's kind of the same thing like all the guys out there are my friends and we're yeah. all like super positive everyone's like hoping that everyone does super well and i think that that's an amazing thing about action sports is because even though it's a competition like we all know the risks and yeah. no one's out there like wanting anyone else to fall because they know what mm. happens when you do fall you know it's it's dangerous man the the one thing with with you that i like action sports has given me everything. Yeah. Like I grew up riding, then did my film thing in America. Now I've got this podcast. Like my life has been like given to me in such a positive way by action sports. Yeah. 
but there's been times where like I, I'm like over it and then mm. it's there and then you're like negative about it and you know you can go like it's got these little weird pathways and it can spit people out and it mm. can you know it sort of can produce some weird negative stuff if you let it but I feel like one of the things with you is like you're this pure dude that has <laughs> just come literally started from the bottom like skate park rat on a scooter (laughs) you know and it's like you've literally got to the top of what you've done and like i know a lot of like we haven't met yeah before this but uh, like everybody speaks so insanely highly (laughs) of you you've never deviated from the path you've Mm. never fallen into the traps of you know some of like the fame the money some of the action sports kind of carry on that that can go yeah, yeah with it and like i just yeah you're you're such a pure representation of like how good action sports can be <laughs> and like when i was in america doing mm. the the team stuff yeah all of the sponsors would be like oh no nah. like you would go to these new companies that weren't in action sports and they'd be like oh action sports that's like kind of like tattooed bully dudes mm. and mm-hmm. there's that stereotype and it's like i don't know you just seem like you're the dude that's waving the flag the hardest (laughs) for like the pure this is what's possible this is how your life can change this is how you can have an amazing life through these sports and i think that you're this one person that can give like any parent hope where it's like my kids is like just hanging at a skate park you know and i think that it's so cool that that you've stayed on that path this whole time yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I was literally that kid at the skate park every day. Yeah. And then it just grew into something more. I just kind of like kept looking to the next trick. What's What can I do? What can be the next big thing that I do? And I don't know, I always just love the, oh, you're good? Oh. I always love uh, just going down the skate park and being with my mates. And then it kind of just grew into like, oh, I can uh, make money now. I can mm. go on trips and like have more fun with my mates now i'm on nitro circus now i'm interacting with guys that i've looked up to my whole life like travis pastrana and like not only do i look up to travis for what he's done but more so for like the things that he brings out and the people around him Mm. and that's kind of like what has inspired me to just keep going like obviously doing the new tricks that's awesome and like doing a world's first trick is like awesome and i love doing it but the biggest thing for me now is to like build my compound where I can have guys from Australia come out and like express themselves and be the best they can be because I feel like I literally was just, I'm just a normal kid. I'm not mm. like, maybe I have good air awareness, but I think that I just grew that over time because I don't think I started with it. Like I wasn't doing gym. I never did gymnastics. Mm. I never did any kind of like sport too much. And it was just action sports that kind of stuck. Yeah. And then I just um, got the opportunity, you know? And, and when I got the opportunity, I like, did my best and yeah. i think that's how i grew because i would get on nitro circus and then the first show at nitro circus i did the world's first double front flip like and i aced that opportunity and then i think i just managed to ace the opportunities that got put in front of me mm. but i was never like the i don't think i was like ever the greatest i just managed to do the right things at the right time mm. and i feel like any kid in the whole world can do that and i just want to be able to show people that because i know that my friends that i grew up with at the skate park if they had the ramp, they could go out there and do worlds first because my mates do it now. My mm. mates that I used to ride with, they never got the opportunity to ride the mega ramp and now I've got one in my backyard and they're doing tricks that no one else in the world can do. So you know that the pot- the potential is out there everywhere. Mm. They just need the opportunity. And that's like why I'm trying to like give everyone the opportunity now. 
It's so cool, man. And it's so right. Like, and Harry's the perfect example of that. Yeah. Like Harry is just the ultimate. He's another example of a guy where it's like action sports. Like he just dedicated him himself to action sports and like his desire to do good and to succeed and to like live out these dreams. They outweighed every crash he had. Mm. They outweighed every setback. They outweighed every rainy day. They outweighed every bike failure that he had. And he's got that that same mentality. I think one of the cool things that, that you do really well, and like, man, sometimes I'll be in bed like watching your videos <laughs> yeah. of like you fucking up a trick. Oh, dude. Like 150 so times. Much. And it's like, even for me, like I still love run moto and I'll mm. go to the track and I'll, on a really good day, I'll hit one rut like 40 times, just like yeah. doing it over and over to try and get it right. Yeah. That's so rare, dude. Like, otherwise I'm just kind of riding around, like having fun. Like there's not that much commitment <laughs> there, you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas like to do the kind of shit that you're doing, it's like, and it's sometimes it's just like a stupid trick that you're trying to do. Like, oh, yeah. like a bar spin to like nose manual around the entire park. And it's like, that means nothing. Like there's no, that's not a world first. Yeah. That's not, there's no points. There's mm-hmm. no, that's just you just at the skate park. Like do that. And that is like the core, I think. And if you can be a dude that can like, it's like, that's the recipe right there. Yeah, like while you 100%. succeed, you don't have to look any further than you trying to do a dumb trick 200 times. Dude, I can tell you today, I was riding like a mini scooter that's like this tall, <laughs> right? And like, I'm just filming a YouTube video and I'm like trying this trick on flat and I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just get it. And then this 60 tries in, I'm like sweating. I'm like, I was supposed to be done filming this whole video by now, but I just, it's like a blessing and a curse because yeah. I'll try a trick. And if I try it 10 times, I'm trying it 600 times until I land it. Like all, yeah. the, all the sun goes down. Or my phone dies. Literally ask all my friends. I am the, like the worst person for that. And it's obviously it's a blessing because like the people at home, yeah. they see the land. And sometimes I put up like the, the attempts, but most of the time I'm just putting up the land, but you don't see like these mm. 300 attempts, me sweat my butt off, just trying to land this one trick. But I mean, all you have to do is land it once for it to like be there and be mm. exist. You know, you, you only have to do these tricks once for them to exist. And that's where I'm kind of like, I have the X game stuff where it's like, that's like almost, it's two tricks, you know? Yeah. That I can manage. But these guys like Logan Martin and Brandon Lupos that do like a minute run with 30 tricks. Yeah. That's not like, I can't do that. (laughs) I can, I could do easier tricks, but I could never do that. And like, I don't see a way, a path for me to be able to do that. But I know that if I, if they wanted me to do one of those tricks that they did in the run, or their best trick, then there's a chance I'll do that because I'll try that 300 times until <laughs> yeah, I get it, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's definitely been the 100% the key to my success is persistence and then, yeah, just... And at competition, it's just paying off, you know, yeah. getting that one trick done. Yeah, because it's funny, like, you could, you'd have people, and I'm sure there's people that watch all the time and they're just like, man, he's just so good. And yeah. But it's like, I think about, you know, every kid will, like, buy a skateboard and then they'll try and do an ollie. Mm-hmm. But like I got a skateboard and I tried and do an ollie and I couldn't do an ollie and I never really did an ollie. But then it's like that's the, the it stops there. Yeah, you don't go anywhere past that. But then what you're saying and like this is the secret. It's like you don't have to look any further than the secret is. Our Willie won't leave the skate park until he can do an ollie, essentially, right? And yeah. then it's like you just do it progressively more and more and more over time. 
Yeah, and it's just like, are you are you passionate enough to grind through yeah. that? You know, it's some some things it's not going to work. Like I honestly think that on a, I could get on a skateboard and like I could try do a certain trick like. I could try it a thousand times and not land on a skateboard. I think there's certain, there's mm. definitely certain sports that are like, if you do grind, you will do well. And there is like some sports that just maybe aren't your thing. Mm. But I think that at the end of the day, you're always going to have fun is mm. if you do stick in there because you will eventually progress. And that's like, should be your main thing. It's just like going out there and maybe you have to push a little, but maybe you'll get that reward of learning a trick. And as long as you had like a fun day and it was worth it, I think that that's what keeps you riding. And I always tell people that if you're having fun riding, you'll ride more and you'll be better. Mm. Like maybe if, if you ride for, oh, I'm going to train, I'm going to go every day for like five months, you're better, you're, not, you're better off going for a year and just like going and just having fun. You're going to end up going like more yeah. and you're going to be enjoying it more. And I think that definitely having fun is the the best way to like, get passionate and get good at something i, th I think anyway no i totally agree for different people i think there's different ways like i know guys in scootering that like they'll do training and they'll they'll practice their tricks all the time and they are like one of the best parker they're the best parker riders in the world and that's probably like something that logan martin does brandon lupos they yeah. do have their schedule they work out and they practice tricks every single time and that's why they're like but they kind of had to do what you were talking about first oh, like you just don't start yeah, that yeah. like you know what i mean yeah, so that what you're talking about i think is like that's there would have been a point where brandon lupos did that and there yeah. would have been a point where logan did that and like i've had brandon on the podcast and yeah. he'll be the first to tell you like he was just shit like he <laughs> he's like i just couldn't win yeah. He's like, I could do tricks i just couldn't win he's like i was shit i had to like figure it out yeah so it's like I think, yeah, people, I think that's maybe the problem sometimes with people uh, like young kids, like just watching pros mm -hmm. because they're seeing the, like a real sharp blade yeah, yeah. that started off as a hunk of metal yeah, yeah, and then they're watching them sharpen the blade, which is like the training and all that yeah. shit. But it's like what they really needed to watch was the dude just fucking dink, dink, <laughs> yeah. just like fucking belting the hammer, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's like different ways to ride as well. So it's like. If you if you want to go that route, like you could be a world champion and like be getting paid X amount, but you could also not be a world champion and still getting paid X amount. There's mm. like different like it. It's like I, I I like could be you know because I'm just having fun and I like try to show that I'm having fun. A lot of people like to watch that, and you can make money off it that way. You know, there's different ways to make it in action sports, and it's not mm. just about being the best in the world. It's also about like showing people you're having fun and being a personality and just like interacting with people, you know, giving hyping them up to go ride. Mm. And I think that's a huge thing. So where did it start for you? Like we, are you just the quintessential kid that just like had a skate park in his town <laughs> and then got a scooter or a BMX bike and it was just hanging out with mates or is it something that you like saw a video and then you said, Hey mom, I want to get a scooter or like, how did it even start for you? Um, I think that, like, so my dream of going to X Games, I think it was just born from, I watched a movie called um, The Ultimate X, and it was, like, a really old movie about X Games, and it had, like, Travis Pastrana, and it just had a bunch of the events, and I was, I seen that, and I'm like, I want to do that. Like, that's, like, that looks so cool to me. It's, like, it's like freestyle, you know? There's no rules. That's the, my favorite thing about action sports, mm. is it's not, like, rugby. Like, yeah. no, nothing. Nah. No, yeah, it's not, like, a normal sport, you know? It's, like... Not, nothing against them. I love to like, I watch the origin. I love that kind of sport, but I love the fact that action sports, 
there's no boundaries, you know. There's no yeah. one going, oh, no, you can't do it that way or you have to do it this way. It's like, no, whatever you think of in your head, you can just do and we'll judge it. And it's like, doesn't matter if you're riding, a, riding the streets, doesn't matter if you're riding the park, doesn't, mean if you're, doesn't matter if you're taking your hands off, doesn't matter if you're taking your feet off. It's like, <laughs> whatever you want to do, just yeah. do it and then it gets judged on how it does. But I think that it's kind of like an art form, you know? Yeah. Like skate park is your, your canvas. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey, it sounds it sounds woo-woo, but it's not. Like, it's yeah. it's real, you know? And, like, not everyone fits the box of, like, there's there's boxes for everybody. Yeah. And, yeah, some people just don't fit that team sport kind of drive to practice every day. Mm-hmm. And, two, like, I think one of the great things about action sports is that, like, there's there was this kid at our in our town and we called him Black Levi. Yeah. And man, this motherfucker ripped on a BMX bike. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he like is pro and lives in Europe now or something, but like came from nowhere. Wait, what's his name? Levi. They, everyone calls oh, him Black Levi. Oh, okay. And uh yeah, he was just like this, yeah, just like an Aboriginal kid from mm. Cairns, like had literally no money, like half the time he rode in no shoes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm pretty sure now he lives in in Europe and is like a ripping in no in ripping in no shoes. That's a that's a talent. Yeah, yeah. No, he, this dude was like a full G. But I think that that's a another cool thing with action sports. Like, let's say that you your parents can't afford to take you to football, mm-hmm. or they can't afford to buy you like a motorbike, or they yeah. can't afford to do whatever it is. It's like you got that one time investment of a scooter or a skateboard or yeah. a, or a bike and like you can literally make it to like the Travis Pastrana level Legit. you know fame yeah. and success off practically nothing like yeah. two wheels some pedals and and some grips yeah well so my my beginning i actually had rollerblades because i go to the roller drone you know? oh we're done here guys no no <laughs> no, no we're no, done. sorry no legit legit this it's been sick i willy this <laughs> is all i had man because i went to the roller drone with my mom like this is when i was really little and i think that i watched like x games and i'm like what can i what do i have what do i can go what can i go on the skate park to that, like, right, oh that's there's rollerblades and then like <laughs> I literally rode rollerblades for, I think, for four years or something, like, by myself. But everyone, I'd, like, be friends with all the BMX, all the BMXs, all the scooter kids. And then I would go to the skate park and I would have to borrow the scooter kids' shoes and their scooter, like, to ride <laughs> That's scooters. That's so sick because you rocked up <laughs> in rollerblades so you didn't even you have shoes, shoes on. shoes for rollerblades. <laughs> so I'd have to borrow their <laughs> shoes as well as their scooter to ride with them and then eventually got a scooter, got a BMX bike, and then... I kind of just excelled more at scooter riding, got sponsored kind of thing. And then I think I like, I went on a tour over to America when I was like 12 years old. And what? then, um, yeah. And then I always had a BMX as well. And I always ride it because like it was up to what, who, who my mates were at the skate park. Like, who's there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then got on nitro circus and then toured with nitro circus for maybe like a year or two before I kind of like borrowed someone's BMX while the show was on. And because they were like, oh, you can't do these tricks. You, you can only do these tricks because they're on a scooter. And I'm like, well, I think that's not true. <laughs> and let me try, prove it. Yeah. And then legit, like, I think I did my first, like, world first on BMX. Um, and it was, like, such a scooter tree. It was, like, a front flip with a front bike flip, like, at the same time. And it was, like, one that's still uh, one of the hardest tricks yeah. I've actually done. Yeah. And I don't know how I did it when I was, like, 18 years old, but... I just did it on tour once and everyone was like, what is going on? And then, yeah, eventually took it to X Games and won myself gold medals doing 
Scooter Tricks on BMX. <laughs> Dude, it's such like a gnarly story. Like it just, even when I like watch you ride, I'm like, this dude's in a fucking video game. Like your house looks like a video game level. <laughs> like the, you've got yeah. the, every, everything that you do, the tricks that you dream of, it's mm. all just like video game shit that you got going on. It's just like, none of this should happen. It'd be, it would know? be a sick video game, I reckon, actually. Dude, the Willy, the R <laughs> Willy app. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like that, that could probably happen. That'd be sick. But yeah, so we should slow down a bit on the, yeah. on the journey then. Cause there's probably a ton of stuff in there to talk about. Yeah. So you went on your first, sponsored trip when you were 12 mm-hmm. so what sort of shit were you doing on a scooter when you were 12 that would get you sponsored by scooter companies like because this to me was, is an yeah. underground deal like i don't know much about the scooter mm-hmm. yeah, world because yeah, yeah. Nah, right. there's a scene you. there's a scene there yeah, for yeah. sure so scootering was actually like popping off back in 2012 it was like uh basically like just starting out and the thing is i like caught the first wave and that was well maybe the second wave but it was bigger than the first one so I um I legit had a scooter in school too, so yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not like a full yeah, anti scooter yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah, but I remember like Ray was it Razor was like the yeah, first yeah. one to come and out back like in the mad, day. It's called Mad Gear, and that was the one I rode, and then I eventually got sponsored by the same company, but that was like all foldable ones, and you'd go through like one, yeah. one a month. Yeah, you know? and it was from Kmart for like forty bucks. Yeah, and you, I'd try to like reinforce myself, but basically, um, I don't know. I was doing like well for like tricks that no one had ever done before but at like the skate park like i did like i think my first ever world first was like a fakie like an air to fakie and then a fakie like front flip and then land back on the ramp and that was like the first one i did and then um so I got, how did you even know it was a world first back then because with well, social media and stuff around back yeah then, yeah but it was like it's such a small knit community that yeah. like people would like post it and that was like that was like it wasn't just like adding another bar spin that trick it was like kind of like in a whole realm like well, that's weird. Like no one does that. Yeah. Like, no one does that. So it was kind of like, I knew it was, and that's why I went and did it. Yeah. Maybe someone like tried it, but that's what well, was my claim to fame, I guess for my first world first. Yeah. But if everyone's posting it, like it was a world first, it was probably a world first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, does, it, it actually does get a bit weird these days. Cause it's like everyone's writing. Mm. How do you know if it is? Yeah. And that's why sometimes like, I feel I'm, like back then it would have been a bit easy to tell. hundred percent. Cause it wasn't like, a hundred thousand tricks but um yeah basically i got on uh a team called mad gear and it was like they were making like the first pro australian team and it was like i was the first guy on and then there was maybe six other guys and then they were like yeah we're gonna send you to america to do this big competition unreal yeah what so that you were 12 years old when you did that i I would i'd put money on being 12 so how dopey of parents yeah, rad. <laughs> my mum was actually like one of the best racers in Queensland for, for racing BMX. Really? Yeah, and then I did it for a while, and then I actually um, I fell over a few times, and one of them I like this like scarred me forever. I like was in a race, and I fell like off the side of the 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 dirt jump and turned my bars, and they like went into my ball sack. Yeah, and then the doctor like had to like grope me basically, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not out. getting bars of the ball sack anymore. <laughs> and I'm out of racing. Were you? Did you like the competitive side of racing, or do you? Would you rather be more competitive, like with yourself and a trick, versus you on the line oh, with other people? Way more. I'd way rather versus a trick. Mm. I'm not down with the like versus another. I am. I'm am competitive, but it's like me and a trick. It's like 
I don't know. It's like you can hate can a trick. Yeah, a yeah, trick, yeah, you can you hate know? a trick. I can be like, you stupid trick. You yeah, know, I'm looking yeah. be like, you stupid person. Yeah, <laughs> then yeah. I'd be an idiot. Like I'd be a bad dude. But um, yeah, I think that definitely just fighting a trick is like way, way, like way more entertaining for me. Yeah. So what was it? So you get on this. Your parents are like, yeah, cool. We'll send our 12 year old to America with a bunch of scooter dudes. Yeah. Is it, like, do you do you remember that trip like well and what that trip did to you? Because like not many 12 year olds yeah. are essentially getting like paid to travel the world. So like that had to leave a kind of impression be, on you. Yeah, I had to be super young, but I don't like, but Let's I was, I was definitely under, I was hundred percent under 16 years old. Yeah. Like, young. Yeah. So it was like crazy. And I never, I'd never gone overseas. Like, and I, I think still I've only gone overseas like twice with paying me, paying for it you know like yeah me actually choosing to go overseas the rest yeah. has just been all tour all business all just sport like Work. just having fun you know yeah but um yeah it was insane because it was like america too and there was a lot of like writers that i knew from online we had like our own community like groups and stuff that you'd talk yeah. on and then um yeah to go see those guys and like for them to see australian writers and we actually rode a lot different so it was like kind of cool and do you remember, like, did that trip open up your eyes to, like, what was possible? That Did you feel like this was going to be, like, your career? Like, did it change you in that way? I think it was just so – I was so young that it yeah. wasn't – I was never thinking – I was always like, this is so fun. I get to ride so many different skate parks. I don't think it ever, like, clicked that it could be, a, like, a real career until I started doing, like, Nitro Circus. Like, maybe two or three years into Nitro Circus when I was actually making, like, enough money to maybe even buy – potentially a buy my own house and like keep doing this if i could keep yeah. doing this you know that's enough money to like go get a house so that maybe is like a thing like that but i think that till then i was like i'm just having the best time of my life i'm earning a like the tiniest bit of money which is fine it's like pocket like it's like yeah my mom doesn't have to give me pocket money and because my mom was like so stoked on it too because she was like single mom yeah and right. like we didn't even have internet it was so crazy so i had to like go to my mates places to upload and like edit on um, Movie Maker, you know, like my my <laughs> mini vid one sponsor me kind no of deal, shit. you know. And then eventually, mum ended up getting internet because she like worked hard enough to get it. And then it was like so crazy. It's just crazy that now, like going from there where my mum couldn't afford internet and we we're like just in the house, just me and my single mum. And then now, like my mum lives at my house that I own, and then my dad lives at my other house that I own. And it's like so nuts that. I would come from yeah. just not even having internet to now like being where I'm at. It's just makes me stoked. I never, I don't really think of it. I haven't really sat back and thought about how well, that's what rad that is. That's what like is cool about doing these podcasts yeah, is yeah. that like you, you are going to have to go down memory lane essentially. Yeah. And like one of the things that I've learned through doing this yeah. is that the best athletes and the people that are like doing the most shit, yeah. they don't really look back yeah. while they're going and it's like because it's not like that much point you know mm. like you're still doing it and you're still on and i'm sure there's so much that you want to achieve and so yeah. much that you will achieve but yeah a lot of a lot of people they until they do something like this i don't even think they realize like sometimes how insane what they've actually accomplished is yeah. you know mm -hmm. but yeah i mean that's such a testament to what i was saying before that like you action sports can give you this like literally come from nothing life and yeah. to to have everything you know what i mean and like there's so many great examples of guys that 
yeah, they've literally come from nothing. Like James yeah. Stewart, dude. Yeah. You know, like that's an amazing example of a guy that like they were just like lived in the ghetto and yeah. now he lives next door to Tiger Woods. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's why I hope that I can inspire people to just know that it doesn't matter who you are, where mm. you come from. It's like, it just matters like what you put into it and like if you can be persistent and if you can grind through failure, it's mm. like, you can actually do it. You can, like, literally, you can do it. No matter what, how bad you think your life's going, like, you can still you can still do it. Mm. And then the, a lot of it, too, is, like, when you're at the skate park and you're with the boys yeah. and you're trying tricks, boys and girls, and mm-hmm. you're trying tricks and everyone's cheering each other on, it's, like, almost whatever problems that you have in life. I mean, I'm sure... every day you've got problems that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. and it's like that place like the skate park it almost becomes like your church your haven your like you know the place that you can get away from those problems so it's works twofold it's like you're working at a chance to better yourself and better your future and the hard the more you put in the more potential you've got to get out but then as well while you're doing that and working towards your future you're kind of like escaping from whatever it is that's got you down yeah. or that you're trying to get away from in the first place yeah i think that 100 percent. that was like one thing that i loved about the skate park is obviously growing up like i wasn't the most beautiful kid and like people would like really tease me hardcore at school yeah really and then um yeah like whatever like it's it was actually a good thing in the end you know because it's like i just went from being at school and like people give me a hard time and then like you get stronger from that and then i went to the skate park and here i am on a scooter and like of course mm. same thing you know but it just like it almost just built up this like wall that i that you could throw anything at it at anything at me and i would just be like what like it would just rebound straight off like i just would only believe in myself mm. and i kind of i kind of grew that thick skin and that like helped me so much but the skate park was like a place where if i had a bad day at school like i could go to the skate park and no matter how like bad your day is going or if you've got things on your mind, you only when you're at a skate park, you're like, I'm going to try this trick. And f- for that time, you're only thinking about the trick. Mm. And you might not even realize it, but like you almost like take a, your, the baggage off mm. to do the trick because all you're thinking about is doing this trick. You're thinking, oh, like, how am I going to do this? Where should I bail if I'm going to crash? Like You're only thinking about that. And I think that that's a huge thing in action sports. And that's a, one thing that I, I really love. And like that's why I want people to really go like, if they, if they, like, it's a, it's a good sport to try. Like any action sport is, is a good sport to try and it could really help you through life mm. even. And it's kind of like anything. It's like, I'm sure that like jujitsu is like kind of the same thing. It's like, I've always thought about doing it because it's like, I know they talk about how like, if you have, if you, you just got to get used to getting beat, I think mm. too, that like helps a lot. I think the, the, the thing with the skate park that's super rad as well. And it's like that black Levi guy I was talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. You could never tease that dude. Yeah. It, it, he was too good. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's the same, like, yeah, jiu-jitsu. Like, you can be a fucking janitor yeah. and walk into jiu-jitsu and you could have been cleaning toilets all day. Yeah. But if you're a black belt that just mercs dudes, <laughs> you're getting respect like you're Elon Musk. Yeah. And it's the same thing at the skate park or the dirt jumps yeah. or the track. It's like, if you... If you can, you can grind and get to the point where like no one can talk shit on you. Doesn't yeah. matter if you're like big or small or whatever it yeah. is. Like you can kind of create, like you can almost become undeniable. And it's like, it's cool that you mentioned that. And 
man, the skate park's like a rough place too. Like you learn a lot of lessons as a kid at, at the skate park, dude. Yeah, you do, especially if you're like a scooter kid. You learn a fair <laughs> bit. No, but um, I love the skate park, and and one thing I know, I do notice that like people are always like so worried about people hurting themselves at the skate park, and I know mm. that it does happen a lot. But for me, like I've gone through and. I would probably have the least amount of uh, injuries on nitrosocus. And that I know that, like, for me, that's awesome. But if I told, like, a normal person, like, oh, this is how many injuries I've had, like, mm. like a lot to compared to a normal person. But you can go through, like, I've done probably, like, maybe nearly 20 years of um, being, like, doing action sports. Yeah, maybe 18 years. And I've probably broken, like, maybe 10 bones. Like, like separate, separated both my shoulders and broke my ankle and then like my arm maybe twice and then fractured my skull twice and but that like that you're like people, normal people are like whoa yeah. but then it's like no harry bink like has broken Everything. way more you know <laughs> and it's like there is a way where you can be a professional action sports athlete and like not ever need a surgery like mm. i've never had a surgery in my life yeah that so blows me like, that. so you, boy, that's that's yeah. where you're a unicorn because, like, you don't get hurt that much for all the crazy shit that you do. Like, you really aren't out with injury that much, eh? No, because it's, like, it's all about, like, calculating things in your brain. I feel like after doing it for so long, I can kind of, like, play a trick out in my mind mm. before I even go out and do it. You know you know how you can, you can, like, write your name with your eyes closed? Yeah. You know? I can, like, ride my scooter with my eyes closed. Like, I can, I can be like, yeah, this is, like, what's going to be happening. And then I'll give myself, like out points if i think that it's going wrong or if i'm seeing something that i didn't think i'd see mm. i'm like okay this is going wrong if i'm feeling something that i'm not thinking that i should feel i know it's going wrong and that's where like that's where the professional crasher comes involved and yeah. if you're a professional action sports athlete you're like a professional crasher yeah. because you have to be yeah you have like if you if you're not you can't get back up and try again and that's kind of like the biggest thing if you're like into persistence is that you need to be able to crash get back up and try again without like mm. falling terribly. Do you take tricks like in, in stages you you're planning something out and yeah. you're, you're like, all right, I'm just going to do like, let's say, let's say you're trying to do tail whip or whatever. Yep, it's yep. like, all right, I'm just going to like spin at 180 and just land on my feet. And then it's like, then I'll kind of get it around and maybe, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or I'll bail off a little bit this way. Are you like even still trying to, do these things in stages because like you said you know you post a finished trick and it just looks yeah. insane but are you actually piecing this thing out piece by piece yeah um so now even like when i first started you would piece it out like that like a tail whip when i first ever did it you know you would start just jumping out and then you would like jump and flick it or you would like stand there and like practice the trick mm. to get it but i even do it like now so if i do like a 360 double backflip tail whip you know i'm not going to just wake up and go 360 dollar back with tail whip. I will go out there and I'll go. Let's hope this works. I know. I, no, literally, I'll go and I'll go. Like I'll tell you my process. I'll do a one backflip. This is on my jump. I'll do backflip. This is what I actually did. A double backflip. 360 double backflip. And then maybe I'll even do another one if I wasn't like really feeling it. And then that's when I'll go. Okay, 360 double backflip tail whip. And like I, I'm, I wouldn't get it. Maybe or I would get it, but. And even like, then, you, you know, know, like, where you're going to bail out. Stack it up. You know, like, I, I know when I do the 360 double flip, I'm like, that's where I'm going to do the tail whip. And then you go and do it if, it, like, if you're feeling it. Mm. And that's kind of how, it, like, 
works out. You, 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 you always, that's why you're always calculating risks. I think that's probably why like I get so lucky with injuries is because everything I'm doing, I'm not just going out, guns are blazing. You know, yeah. you gotta think about what you're doing just like with anything really. Yeah, but see, I know dudes that will just send it. So you're not, like, even though you look like the just send it dude, you're not the just send it dude in a way. In a way, You've yeah, got to be way. the just send it dude to do a double backflip 360 tail whip. So, like, let's get that out. <laughs> but uh, in the class of people that can actually do that, yeah. you're not just the, I'm just going to send it. No, yeah, the best I, I 100% calculate it. Because otherwise you're going to get hurt more than mm. you can, and you can't ride as much. So it's like, I do calculate a lot. And like, there's things that I'll choose not to do because I, I'm worried that I actually will just land on my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a good strategy too. <laughs> yeah. The the one thing that I love that you do as well is like, so for everybody listening, our Willie rocked up at eight o'clock tonight because he was at the skate park with kids yeah. and he didn't want to let kids down. Yeah. And he's probably not going to brag about that. But I'm going to brag about that for him. And it's like cool that you're at the level that you're at with everything that's going on. And I know there's so many people that are like pulling on the strings of like trying to get stuff out of our willy. Mm. And it's like, you're still just like, nah, Friday we ride with the kids. Yeah. No, because I know like that ride day that could like inspire just that one kid. Like even if it's just one kid out of the 50, Mm. you know, to go, maybe that'll inspire them to like, push themselves, be better, have a better life. Like I wouldn't, I don't know where I would be if I listened to like the people that were like, don't ride a scooter. You won't get anywhere riding a scooter. Like every, every single time someone said that to me, I could have diverted my path, Mm. you know, and I wouldn't be here. So maybe if I can like strengthen someone's bond with scootering or passion with BMX, you know, maybe that'll just, they'll grind through that. If, if something bad happens or someone comes in and like tries to put them down, they'll just, go past it and they'll keep riding. So I'm thinking like I do it for that. And I also do it for myself. Like selfishly, I like, I like to interact with people. I like to see mm. them stoked, you know, cause I used to be that kid. Yeah. And if I had, if I had Travis was trying to down the sca- go down the skate park, you know, I'd be at the skate park every single day that he was at the skate park. Yeah. So it's like, well, whatever I can do now to like inspire some kids, especially when I'm at home, like I'm stuck at home, having yeah. done nitro circus, haven't done anything like, that stoked people out. And that was like the biggest thing that I loved about Nitro Circus was like, I do a show and I get to show like these people that maybe don't even have never even seen like scootering or BMX in that way. And then I can go out there and like show them how much fun we're having Mm. and how much fun you can have and maybe inspire them to go out there and give it a go. And then maybe that puts them on a better path in life. Mm. You know, if, and that feeling of knowing that I might be doing that for someone, it was like, that was an incredible feeling and to like lose that I only started to notice how much like it was affecting me mm. and then after a while I was like why I was like what why am I why am I even doing these tricks like why am I waking up and trying to do new tricks anymore mm. and I woke up with like feeling unmotivated why am I even doing this and then I'm like you know what it is I think it's because I'm not like it's I feel like it's hard to it's hard to see that you're inspiring people when you're just like posting on social media yeah even though I love to do it like I love to post it up and like it, i'm sure it does inspire a lot of people it, does, like it, it doesn't feel real no, though right it doesn't like you, yeah. you're behind a screen and you're just like oh that, they said that they really like that and it's like that is awesome and i love it and like i'm sure it does inspire people but it's different when you, you you're standing on the other side of a fence at nitro circus and you see them yeah. like so stoked and you know that like they're stoked for that one hour or two hours during the show and it could really 
you know, help them out. Yeah. Even if it's just a little bit. Dude, what's crazy, um, you know Corey Parker played for the Broncos? I don't know if you're in the footy. But um, if I seen his face, maybe. Yeah, he he was like played for Queensland. Yeah, like yeah. he's one of the, like the the dudes. Dudes, yeah. And he told me this story that he, well, he was like thirteen years old, mm. and he said to his mum and dad, like the Broncos just won the premiership. They uh, they they beat an away team, yeah. And then the bus pulled up at the Brisbane airport. Yeah. They lived in Toowoomba, and he begged his mum and dad to take him from Toowoomba to the airport yeah. so that he could like be there when like the team got yeah. on the bus anyway he stood he pushed in line young kid got uh alfie langer and kevin walters like you know took a photo yeah, with yeah. him and all that he played for the broncos yeah see and that happens it literally does. He, he told him and he, yeah. he he went up to him and he's like hey like you guys made such a big impact on me but i just it's rare, I think, to find somebody that embraces it in the way that you've embraced it. And you're still so young to, like, want to have that impact on people. Yeah, I, I think that I, that, like, dr- drives me, you know, like, it almost, like, is almost gives me energy, I mm. think, to, like, keep going, keep pushing. Like, I'm obviously trying to push every day, but then sometimes I'm, like, asking myself, like, why am I even pushing? And then that reminds me, like, yeah. of, like, why I still... Like, obviously, I'm doing it for myself as well. Like, it, it feels great to, like, learn something new, progress, do a new trick. But I think that it feels greater to know that, like, maybe I'm helping someone else or inspiring someone else. Yeah. So, I think that that... And that's why I'm doing, like, these Friday ride days is because I know that they're the little kids coming up. And, you know, they... May, maybe, like, this this thing going on, you know, maybe it stopped them from going and now they're just like not going because they don't know why, like their, their friends aren't going anymore. They're just yeah. playing video games because that's all they could do for like a little bit and then they get stuck in the rut, you know? Yeah. And then maybe this, like doing these ride days and then I post them on my YouTube and I'm like, come on, get your mates. Let's go, let's go ride fri- on Friday, like or any day, just organize a day. And once like that engine started again, they kick into gear and they kick, mm. they kick into gear. Like I got in a rut where I like didn't even feel like riding. And then you just like start that engine again and then you revved up to go. Yeah, dude. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's funny that you said that it's like selfish yeah. at times too, yeah. because one of the things that I noticed with this podcast when it started getting bigger yeah. is like at the start, it was just like, it's just, a, I, and I tell people it's a cool job. Like yeah. I have to do a job. Like yeah, I yeah. don't have enough money to not have a job. So yeah. like, I want to have a cool job. <laughs> this is a cool job. Yeah. But then eventually when it gets like bigger and you're just getting these messages constantly from mm. people like I took this from this and Harry yeah. Binks, like the man and I like, he's changed the way I looked at this and the travel yeah. and you see the impact that it, has on people and then it does become this like it's weird though because i see that and it feels good i'm like oh man this feels like great to like help that person and then it sort of like plays on your mind a bit you're like wait is it like selfish that i want to help people and it's like a it's like a weird thing right yeah yeah it does it does feel strange but like Obviously, it's not like... We're it both, can't be bad. Both, yeah. It's like two positives, though. Yeah. So it's like... But it's, yeah, I, I get the feeling. It's like weird, but I'm loving it. And like, I think the kids are loving it. I'm trying to like keep up to give giveaways and stuff to keep them stoked. And I think that like, at the end of the day, it will inspire some people to go out and ride. And I'm just going to like keep doing it because it's fun and it gets me riding every Friday, you know, instead of like, maybe I'll wake up and not want to ride. But I'm like, nah, got to ride. It's Friday ride day. Yeah. Yeah. Man, some people, when they get famous, they just, 
it's like this weird isolation thing where they're mm. just like they don't that you get famous, which means you get recognized, mm-hmm. and then people want that at the start, and then they get recognized a bunch, and then they start to feel like that they should be distant and that people yeah. shouldn't have access to them, and it's like a it it gets it can get real weird for people, mm-hmm. and especially like you're super young to be like a famous dude. <laughs> But you still want to put yourself out there, yeah, like constantly in that realm. Like, have, did you ever have that when you did start like really blowing up, or is it like you blew up so young that like you almost don't know any other way now? I think that I was just like when I was young, like I was just stoked, like so stoked, and like even if I was famous, like I don't know what famous even really like mm. you're not like. Justin Bieber famous. You're not like that famous. So it's like you're the scooter, people, Justin Bieber. People, <laughs> people. I actually did a live with him once on Instagram. He accepted it. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, legit. No shit. How was that? <laughs> it was. It was interesting. I like didn't think he would accept. He was just live, and I'm like, he was like talking to people. I'm like, I'll just do it. And then he answered. I'm like eating my breakfast. I'm like, whoa, what the? This is my mom, and my mom was like eating breakfast. My mom didn't believe me. She was like, hey, like to, my, to like Justin Bieber. And my mom didn't believe... She thought I was just, like, pranking her. Oh, that's That awesome. was just weird. But, yeah, I don't... Like, no. It, I have got to, like, moments where, like, you get... You kind of feel... I don't know. Like, um, you don't want to... Like, if you ever... If you're if I'm ever, like, sad sometimes, mm. sometimes I, like, don't want to tell anyone because, like, I don't want to put... I don't want to put anyone else, like, in... I, I should... Like, I shouldn't be sad. You're the vibe guy. You know? But, I yeah. But you're, like, sometimes you're, like... I shouldn't be sad because I'm, you know, I've got, look what I've got, look what uh, I've done, you know, yeah, like how yeah. cool it is what I have. And you know that if you did express it, sometimes people would be like, why are you even sad, dude? You got this and this. Yeah. Which is a weird thing when you like, are famous. Yeah. Yeah. That is there. Yeah. That, that would be a bit of a weird deal. Cause like you're sort of, especially with social media, like you're, you're showing, like you have a brand essentially like, yeah. And th- I think this is one of the things where, like, it kind of ruins famous people is that, like, you sort of, you're, you're this character. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you're Ryan Williams, but then you are Willie. Mm-hmm. And then I think that some people, they get so into playing the character of themselves. And, like, let's say Conor McGregor, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like there's Conor and then there's Conor McGregor. Yeah. And then you get so invested in playing the yeah. character of Conor McGregor that it takes over your life completely. And then you sort of like, there's like a disconnect between like who you are and who your brand is and this character that you're playing. And I feel like, yeah, when your brand is just being like this, the best vibe dude ever, like it would be weird to To not be vibe. Yeah, to like not be the vibe, you know? Yeah. But that's like a rare, it's like a rare occasion. But um, I think that that's why I've always kind of like, I always just am like on YouTube, like everything I do, I'm always just myself. Yeah. You know, I always am because I knew that. And the only, like you're not, you're going to get so far. You're, like, you're going to get so far on whatever you want to do, YouTube, like being a personality. I'm just saying like, you're going to get so far being this thing that you're trying to be. And then eventually you're not going to be able to be exactly you're gonna it anymore. You're going to get over it. You know? Yeah. You're not going to be able to be exactly that anymore. And then it comes all apart. Whereas if you're just yourself, even though you, you might not go as fast, you not, might not like catch that wave as fast, but you're slowly going to build up. And even though it might take a little bit longer, you're just yourself. You're not pretending mm. to be anyone. And that was one thing I always remembered from doing like YouTube. I didn't ever want to be like, 
a, this character. Mm. I kind of just wanted to point the camera at who I was. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get to a point where you can, you like, you're doing well and you're just yourself. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, get that wrong. Like, they look at what's trending right now yeah. and the things come in and out of trends so quickly. But, yeah. like, Travis Pastrana's never come in and out of trend. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the so, yeah, the guys that do take the, like... And even Brian Deegan, like he couldn't be that character his whole career. Yeah, nah. Like he's the like this family dude now. Yeah. And he's like the he's literally the nicest guy ever. Yeah, yeah. But he like spent this time like playing this character and he like yeah. he killed it at it. Yeah. But yeah, it gets to a point where he's just like, oh, fuck, I'm just regular, man. Yeah. Like I just got kids and they like piss me off. I think it, it it might work though. Sometimes it might work and like you might get like where you want to be and then you're fin- you're done. You're like whatever. I'll just be mm. not. I'll be back to like being this nice guy now. But I think that for the majority, just like be yourself, hundred mm. percent. Just whatever, like don't pretend to be anyone, and it's gonna be way easier. Even though it's gonna take longer to like do whatever you you're striving to be or do. Yeah. What? When did you start the the YouTube stuff? Could were you on that pretty early? Like in terms of just like the platform in general, like it's yeah. pretty hard to make it on YouTube nowadays. Yeah. yeah. In in like. I came in a little bit late, like, to actually, like, putting effort into it. All I would do is, like, I would just put up my web edit, like, my, my edits, you know, like. Yeah. And that's what you would make when you're in action sports. You know, you'd make your edits. So How I many put, of them were you doing it, like? No, what? like, yeah. So, the edits is, like, once every six months. Yeah, you know? so, so you're just, like, like, saving up banger after yeah, banger. It's yeah. not, like, actually being, like, a YouTuber and, like, yeah. trying to get two or three out of, two or three videos out a week. Yeah. I started doing that probably... Maybe three years ago, I started doing that. But I was on YouTube since like 2007 because I just like I always love like watching YouTube and like trying to upload. Mm. I didn't, re- but 2007 like that's when I the only reason I know that number is because that's when my account was made. But I didn't upload a video for like oh eight, like eight years. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, and then yeah. I started uploading. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think about three years ago I started kind of like actually doing YouTube, and the reason why is because. I would do like Nitro Circus shows and the people and kids would come up and they're like, oh, have you seen Tanner Fox or the Funk Bros? And I'm like, yeah, they're like my friends from Scootering. That's crazy. And they're like, yeah, he did this and that and this. And I'm like, well, this like really has a huge impact. Dude, that Tanner Fox kid is insane, man. He has like a big business. Yeah, legit. But the thing is that he came like- Was he a Scooter kid? He was a- he is a he's still a scooter kid and i met him like not the first time i went to america when i was like really young but like maybe when i was like 17 and this, really? and this kid was like 14 13 and he was like ryan williams and i'm like what i'm like sick like mad friends with him because he like yeah. actually is a good scooter rider did like doll boxes flat came to like calandra skate park and road and like he just no he just, way. he just like nailed it like he got that that wave where he just did it for like consistently like yeah. so consistently like and props to him because look where he is now but he like works so hard and just filmed anything everything put it up didn't like did, didn't ever slow down and then he like just smashed it you know yeah, and yeah. i seen him i seen him do that obviously and at first i was like oh that's sweet what you're doing and like i seen him when i when like i started noticing i'm like whoa he's like got two hundred thousand uh, f- followers on instagram and then a year later, he's like, got double me. And I'm like, what is going on? That's so sick, you know? Good on him. And then I just seen that he was just doing the YouTube thing and like doing a bunch of like hard work and it paid off. 
And then the same thing with the Funk Bros, which is another brothers that ride scooters. They went to the YouTube route and like still incorporate scootering, which is rad. And then um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And then three years ago, I just was like, I'm going to start doing it. Even though like, to be honest, it is, it was, it is weird. It was weird. Still, it is weird. Still, sorry that to film myself, you know, like mm. I, I like to be in the moment, especially if I'm meeting like people I idolize, like be, certain BMX riders, like, if I go to the skate park and they're there, yeah. I do still feel like, oh, it's weird to like show this, but that's what like kids want to see. Even if I am like feeling weird, I should like show that still because that's how that kid feels when he sees me. You know, and mm. if, if they see if they can bond with you on that level, then that's a, that's a, like a, a lifetime fan that you gain. But that's just what I noticed, and I started doing the YouTube, and then yeah, two years later, like now I go to the shows and people are like, oh remember this video where you did this? And I'm like, honestly, I can't nah. remember that. That's <laughs> impressive that you remember that. And yeah. that's super sick to know that they get to, they, like, like real, that really makes an impact. And I think that's the main reason why I'm doing YouTube now because I know that that is another way to inspire kids and people to just do better. Yeah, the thing too, man, it's definitely something I've learned through doing this podcast. Like I'm so blessed with the people that I know. Mm. Like I've been lucky enough to work with some of the best people and I've got amazing friends. But the reality is not everybody in the world is that lucky. Yeah. And there are people that like in the circles around them, they don't have good people. Like there's no one to give them good energy. There's no one to pump them up. There's no one to give them the message of like, dude, if you work hard at this, you could be awesome. It's like, so many people are just met with this like dude scooters are so shit and <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, know yeah. so it's like it the internet has become a place where you can choose the people that you want to like lift you up yeah yeah and then be kids like that kid that remembers that certain part of that video like mm-hmm. for whatever reason that yeah. hit that kid yeah real like real good yeah and you just it's sort of I think it's taken for granted when you're the person that's producing this kind of stuff. Yeah. You take it, some people take it for granted, like the impact that it, that it does have. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's one of the, just the things I think is so impressive with what you do in general is that it's just like, you've really identified the importance of that in other people, like not even just for yourself. Yeah. I think I just heard it, you know, and then to realize that, that really like, I think it's because you know, if you see if you if you see something every morning or you see someone every day, you know, you see someone every day, that person becomes like you're like best friends with that person. Mm. If they, if Tanner Fox is making a video every single day and the kids watching it every single day, Tanner Fox is basically that kid's best friend. Like, mm. He's seeing the best bits of Tanner Fox's day every day for like ten minutes, however long the video is, and then he's now Tanner Fox. Tanner Fox, it literally feels like his best friend or his friend. And yeah, that, and, and you notice that when like kids meet you yeah. too, right? They oh, know yeah. everything about oh, you. And the ki- the thing is, it's awesome and it's kind of scary at the same time. These <laughs> kids, like, I, there's no barrier. They're like, oh, this, this, this. They're like full on. It's like a, they've already they already know me, you know, yeah. which is sick. But when it's like fifty kids, you're like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But it's so rad to see because you know that that bond's already there because of YouTube. Yeah. Which is rad. When did the, when did you start, did it like become a business? Cause essentially like you've done a business degree, but, <laughs> but through scootering, <laughs> which is crazy. Like you don't, you understand, like you understand analytics. Yeah. You understand how to run 
a, a business in terms of like invoicing and shit yeah. like that. You understand how to market yourself. You understand making content. Like you've literally done a business degree from a very young age. <laughs> but like, where did that, where did that sort of start? When did you start thinking about the like, yeah, the business side and building your brand and merch and brand deals and like, yeah. Did you ever have people helping you out with that, or you sort of like literally just learned it as you? No, you went? yeah, I've never had a manager, so it was like kind of like. Just it was it's interesting like obviously doing Nitro Circus and then like organizing my deals and like when I first started off with you know they were like here's two hundred and fifty dollars and I'm like yeah I'll do that like you know, I'm like, I'll do a triple backflip for two hundred fifty like, bucks I'm like seventeen years old and I'm like woo that's so sick and I get to like do my what I love for a two hundred fifty bucks sick yeah. and then eventually it's like well you know you got you got to start to argue like oh this is what I'm bringing and then you have to like talk so I guess I I was kind of like forced to do that and I always knew you know I hate like because I, I obviously come from like my mom being a single mom I didn't have that much money so even now it's like even though I could I have the money to like go buy or buy a crazy car you know it's like i'm really happy with like yeah. just my my standard car you know yeah and i'm happy to go from a to b but um i think that i just kind of like a forced into learning what to do and then doing youtube you know i wanted to make i was really passionate about it so i learned everything about it and then i seen the analytics and like i looked into it seeing what's going on on youtube because you know you make at first you like doing the video you make a video and you're like this is the sickest video ever. No one watches and it. No one watches it. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? And then you're like, maybe if you look into the analytics enough, you can see like, oh, this is where like people yeah. are like, I'm over it. I'm not watching it anymore. Yeah. So then you realize that maybe you need to get into it quicker, make the video shorter. As long as people are watching it longer and the video shorter, your video is going to do better. So obviously you have to, you do your own research and then I don't know, kind of on the contractual side, like managing my deals, I just kind of, I don't know. Learned over time. I'm sure like I'm, I definitely don't know as maybe as much as like a, a someone that's more in the game would. Yeah. But I have a decent idea and I'm happy with what I'm earning and I know kind of like what, uh, what is worth it for me. Yeah. And as, and you, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're the one putting the figure on what you think it's worth. And if someone's going to pay what you think it's worth, then you, you're happy days. Yeah, yeah. All good. Was there, was there, or like, what's your reservation for having a manager? Like, did you hear, like, was there stories where you heard about guys getting shafted no. with managers or no, it was just, just something um, you never wanted to do? Or? I don't know. I think it's an Australian, like, I don't know many athletes in Australia that mm. actually have managers. I yeah, think that in true. America, it's like a big thing. Like, everyone that was the big dogs had a manager. And I think that's because a lot of, um, in I mean, in America, it's like very commercial. So it's like, there is a lot of, people that are getting sponsored or doing things like back in the day, more so too. Mm. I think now what is happening, like my mate, Andy Buckworth always said this, he's a pro BMXer that like back in the day, Dave Mira, Matt Hoffman, the pie was so big mm. and there was like only a few people eating from it, you know? Yeah. And now the pie is smaller and there's a hundred people eating from it. So yeah. it's like, it's so hard now to even get any piece of the pie that it's like, I don't know. It's and like, so yeah. much, so much stuff just goes like down in the DMs these days too. Yeah, yeah. Like, true. you can do an insane amount of business through Instagram yeah. DMs, though. Well, even, like, just being in contact with other people. Like, that's one thing that is huge, I think, for, like, growing yourself in certain areas. It's, like, who... It's not what you know. It's sometimes yeah. who you know, mm. you know? And then if you can collaborate with, like, people that are like-minded people and you're kind of, like, stuff joins and you, like, do well. Like, 
I think I got in ton, like one of Tanner Fox's videos and then, or Roman Atwood's another one actually I got in his video and I went up like 60,000 subscribers in like a day. And that like, is hectic. Yeah. And then, then you make like a really good video with him in it and I get like 2 million views and then you just got to like, it's about capitalizing on certain situations too, you know? If, it, if a good opportunity comes your way, really like focus on capitalizing it. And mm. I think that that's like a major thing that you you should focus on if with anything really. Yeah, man, you've got, it's, it's so funny because like you probably wouldn't consider yourself to be like a very <laughs> business savvy wise kind of dude in this respect. <laughs> but like, man, you would know, uh, you would know so much more shit than you even think you know about this stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't know if that's like, a, I guess... No, it's a good, it's a, it it's a good, good thing. thing, but maybe I'm, maybe my life is a little bit, sometimes I do realize that my life's a little bit too intertwined in like social media. I've been noticing it lately mm. that I like, maybe, in what way? I think that I'm like looking at my phone way too much. Yes. Because I don't even you, know how much you are, but yeah, yes. yeah. But the thing <laughs> is the, the, the reason you, you know, is like when I like, I'll wake up in the morning and it's like, I'll be on my phone for like an hour before I get out of bed. But if like some days I'll just have something to do and I'll get out of my bed and I won't even check my phone till like at least like lunchtime or later, you know, mm. it's only when, when you don't even, you don't even check it at all at the start of the day or you don't even like look at it. That's when you like have a good day and you get like get so much done and then it's when you like wake up the first thing you do. That's the when you scroll get, hole, oh. bro. The scroll yeah, hole. I think the last probably two months of my life, I'm like, oh, I got to stop doing this. But then I'm like, oh. Yeah, but, it's hard. Have you got like a time limit on your phone? Nah, I should set it. Yeah, up. you should do that. Mine's an hour and a half. Yeah. And it's like that. That seems like a lot if you're yeah. like. Well, an hour and a half on Instagram, <laughs> like, and I only yeah. use Instagram. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. do any other socials. You don't like. Do you not watch any YouTube videos or anything? Yeah, I watch YouTube, but man, it's just like time. I feel like, yeah, YouTube's now like a luxury for me. Like I have to, I, well, me and Ronan were watching YouTube in here before, like you guys got here because we're just chilling. Yeah, Yeah. But like nowadays I really try and double down on like. I'm watching YouTube at, this is like leisure time. Cause I don't yeah, even yeah. have a TV in my yeah, house. Yeah. So I like, I clip the TV from the program. I yeah. was like, I ain't doing this anymore because, yeah. and I wouldn't even, I didn't even have um, like channels on it. I just had YouTube <laughs> and yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, I and it. I was just like, watch YouTube and you just get like the thing that I don't think, uh, well, that social dilemma people are talking about, like, yeah. That really went into, I don't know if you've seen no, it. No, I haven't seen it. No, I haven't either, but a bunch of people talk about it. But yeah. like the smartest people in the world yeah. are spending billions of dollars in keeping you on that phone. Yeah, and it's working. And, it, and it's working. Yeah, <laughs> of like, course it is. Yeah. They're, like you're an idiot if you think that you would, you could yeah, fight that. Smarter, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so every, t- and bro, I'm the worst. Like I see a YouTube thumbnail, yeah. like, and I know how you'd know how yeah. important YouTube thumbnails are. Yeah. And it's like, dude, oh, it was one morning this week where I opened up my laptop and I had to do some emails in the morning straight away. Yeah. And, uh, and my, my computer was on YouTube and I was like, damn it like six of these thumbnails look so good to me (laughs) like i was like compelled to to click on these videos and that even some of it i kind of like half knew what they were even gonna be so it's like these platforms are so good at keeping you on and man i spend so much time thinking about how to get people to watch my videos on youtube Mm -hmm. and it's like you've got to know every time you open your phone it's almost like you got to be like, take a breath be like, okay, 
I know they're trying to keep me on this yeah. thing. All right, be better than the phone. Yeah. Be better than the phone. And that's like, have a look and then put it down. Yeah, I just got to keep... Once I, once you get your like mind... You got to keep... like Just organize something and then just go do that to stop you from like starting. <laughs> as long as you, it stops you from starting, then you won't get trapped in the hole of like just scrolling through any YouTube video that's just like, takes your fancy. Autoplay, man. They've, oh, they've got so it bad. dialed. But yeah, I mean, the the... It, it's worrying for like young people with Instagram yeah. because like when I grew up, bullying was just bullying yeah. and it was like you'd get pushed around and maybe you could fight the kid back or you could like say some shit to their face mm-hmm. and like yeah. that was bullying. But like nowadays there's so much online bullying and you're, you feel this pressure. Like I would hate to feel the pressure from a young kid to like have to post something cool that other people are going to like yeah, and other people are going to comment on it like that. Man, I just don't know that that's like a good pressure for kids to 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 have. And I think yeah. that I mean, it's one of the great things that you do is that like everything that you put out there is like positive and and yeah. you, you know you are trying to motivate people. But it would be pretty gnarly growing up in like that phone era. Oh, now it would be so hard. That's why I like it's hard. You gotta like just try to teach the kids that like it, it's almost inevitable now. Yeah, which it sucks is. so much because it's like. When back in the day, it was like there was no like you were fat. Your face was there. Like if you were saying something, like you you were saying yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Whereas now it's like you don't even have a face. You don't even have like an identity. So it's like who cares what I say? Mm. I don't care what I say. I'm just gonna say whatever because no one's gonna know who I am. And that person might like it's just gonna. I don't. The thing that I don't understand is like what, where is this person coming from? And that's what I try to tell like anyone that's going through stuff like that is like maybe try you got to think of like what's what state in your life like how would you have to feel mm. to go to someone's that you don't even know potentially or even something you do know what would it take for you to be feeling to have to go do that and like yeah. say something like or some anything like really negative to someone like you have to be in a sad spot yourself yeah dude i totally totally agree with that like even i've had this <laughs> Harry or laugh. I've had this yeah. dra- dramas with like these this parking at my apartment. Yeah, and this guy is just like, it's in like the level of which this guy is carrying on <laughs> is like insane. And I had this chippy working at the house the other day. Yeah, and the chippy was so fired up. He's like, "Let's just fight this dude, bro." And I was like, "No, man. Like, you can't understand. Like, as bad as it is that this guy is like treating me the way that he is treating me." We cannot do anything but be, like, sad for him. Yeah. Like, his life sucks. If that's yeah. the if this is how upset this guy is getting oh, and being so completely unreasonable, like, yeah. I cannot be angry at him. I have to just be sad yeah, yeah. and just try and understand that his life isn't that good if this is how he's trying to treat me. And it's like, I could either be terrible back to him mm-hmm. and then just keep that cycle going and it's just like yeah. it's bad 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 like just keep that energy or you just take it just suck it up feel bad for the guy hope his day gets better but it's like yeah. it's really hard to <laughs> to have that position <laughs> sometimes yeah i know i i do try to say like i tell people this story like obviously i was like the i was the first scooter kid in the x games lounge right like you know <laughs> i was the first i was the first guy probably to ever bring a scooter into the X Games lounge. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, half the people would have, like, a go. And they would really? like, ride it around. And the, the thing is, the people at the top, like, the guys with the, the same mm. passion as, like, what I feel for scootering, they have for, like, motocross, skateboard, BMX. 
And it's just like, they know that we all share kind of that like same passion because all action sports are real similar, you know? It's all like kind of a freestyle art. Yeah. So it's like, we all um, have that same passion. So with them, there's no, like none of them are like, Oh, stupid scooter kid dude what yeah. are you doing like no one is like that and that's because they, they're up, they're already up there they're not feeling down they're up there already they have no reason to yeah. to come down on yeah. me yeah. and then that just shows that that's the reason why some people feel the need to do that is they're trying to tear you down so they feel higher mm-hmm. and it's like it's hard to understand that when you're just a little kid or like or just a scooter kid at the skate park but I just hope that like you, if you, when you grow up, you you, you kind of see the pattern, yeah, and you just learn it, dude. That's you know what else that's the same as money, yeah. Like Dana White money, yeah. Do you think Dana White cares to like flaunt shit and yeah. tell people how much money he's got, bro? He's got billions, yeah, and he don't care. Like yeah. he's over it. He's realized that money doesn't make him happy. Yeah. He realizes that other stuff makes him happy, and yeah. and that's the same stuff that's available to you when you're poor. And uh, honestly, when you're super poor, you don't really talk about money. Mm-hmm. When you're super rich, you don't, you don't about, really yeah. talk about money. When you're in the middle and you, it's the same thing, you know, you're like trying to pull people down or you're trying to make yourself feel better than the people that yeah. are below you. Yeah. Like it's always the people in the middle. And I found that with uh, like the, the motocross dudes. So like you'd go film and it was like a guy that's getting 10th or getting 15th and he's like the one that's like trying to be cool and give you attitude because it's like he's not where he wants to be Mm -hmm. and he thinks that if he if he'll be happy when he gets there yeah and then you talk to like you go shoot with ricky carmichael best dude ever yeah travis pastrana best dude dude ever yeah the dudes that are at the top that have just like are willy they've reached the top and they're just like this this doesn't this isn't the thing that like makes you happy. What yeah. makes you happy is your friends and your family. It's all the stuff that anyone can have. Yeah. And I think that it's the it's that same sort of deal, you know? Like it's whenever you reach the top of the mountain you realize that the things that you're stoked on when you're there, you've had them the whole time. Yeah. I think that like you could have all the money in the world and I think that, like you could so be so sad still. Mm. Cuz I, I feel like like I managed to, I bought my house. I was so stoked. And then like I bought this land and I'm like building it like, like almost like Pastrana land, like what that is, mm. but my like style. And I'm like, I don't want any, I like, <laughs> I don't want any more money. People are like, Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to make? Like if someone was to say, what are you going to, how are you going to make more money? It's like, well, I'm like pretty stoked with like what I'm doing. So I wouldn't, I almost wouldn't even like, I don't even feel the need to like, Mm. try reach anymore i'm like so content with what i'm doing and i think that i could i live so happily the way i am that i don't even need i don't need a lamborghini Mm. like i just am so content with the people i have around me and like with what i'm doing like slowly building up this like this magical action sports like paradise and i just don't feel like the the need to go any further and i think that if i did like it would be it'd be cool you know it'd be awesome to like make that little bit more money but i think that there's like a perfect medium where it's just like you're enjoying, you're not doing too much work, but you're making enough to like get yeah. by. And it, there's just like that perfect happy medium where you can just live happily and like just be so stoked with like where you're where you're at. I wish that like when I was younger, I knew that the actual like the definite like my definition of happiness these days yeah. is not wanting to change the current moment. Yeah. 
that's like that's yeah, what happiness is yeah. you're unhappy when you want to change like the moment that you're in right now like if i was having this conversation with you and i wanted to be anywhere else in the world <laughs> that's unhappiness yeah for sure but i didn't I, I don't know that that like gets told to people that much and i think that people get told that you'll be happy when you have this mm-hmm. and i'll be happy if i get a my podcast they, is number one or they or, just, yeah they just sorry they just think that they'll be happy when they reach the point yeah and like it's so sad because like people sometimes reach that point and they're like, oh, I'm not happy. And then it's like they've done all this yeah. stuff and they've grinded so hard. You know, they've made themselves unhappy during this unhappy point during the just grind. to try get happy and then they get to the point and they're not happy. So mm. it's like, you're right. You want to be just happy in the moment and then like you're sweet. <laughs> just keep, yeah. keep, keep yourself happy and keep trying to push forward. And I think that that's the best way to live life. Yeah. Have you seen people like, have you watched people where like on your, like your come up and you saw people that were just like grinding and just trying so hard, but they were like unhappy during like the process of doing what they were doing. Yeah, I, I didn't like, I haven't seen, like I've seen people that come into a, like a sport, any sport, like action sports. And they're like, they, they think that they, they know that oh they need to train every day. They need to do like certain things every single day. And like, Mm. and it's working they're like they're progressing faster like it is working but then they're gonna they like get to a point where they're so unhappy that Mm. they just stop they don't keep going where it's like you'd rather like it's almost like the turtle in the hair you know it's like Mm. if you're just the happy turtle walking along you're gonna like keep going and then the hair like i don't know what the story is really but it's kind of like that it's like if you're the rabbit going so fast yeah and then something happens you trip over yeah you're done but the turtle's just like never falls over just keeps walking, you know, just keeps grinding. And then eventually they, he ends up further than the person that's like, yeah, Yeah. and I think it comes back to even what you like at the very start where you were just like, I just was happy doing the thing like 300 times. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's the process. And it's like, if you can focus on the, like doing the trick and just like every time you fail, go back up and just do it again. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Eventually it does. But if you don't like the process of doing it or or you can't like be invested in that process of just doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. I always believe like every single, even at 600 tries on a trick, I always believe that the next try is it. Like every single time. I'm never like, I'm never like this one, isn't it? Like I'm always like, this is it. And I'll like tell myself, I'm like, I'll just get in these crazy moods. Like it has to be like within 13 or like between 15 and 20 tries. Like if I try a trick that many times, I'm like, I'm locked in baby. Let's go. Yeah. You're just there (laughs) until it's done. Legit. Legit. Has it always been like that? Like, was that, was that you from day one? You know what? I think I, I think it did grow into me a little bit, but I always like would grind, but I don't think I, when I first started, I didn't try a trick 300 times in one Mm. day. But now I do. I don't know. I think I, I think I understand that once I do it, that that's like the reward, you know. Mm. And I know the rewards there. But when I was like, when I was like thirteen years old, or like twelve, you know, I was like, well, I don't want to try it anymore. I want to try a different trick, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But now, now I'm like twenty six, and I'm like, if I just don't stop for four <laughs> hours and I roll away. I'm going to get heaps of likes on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it works, but hey. Kind of, yeah. And I do feel just like, it's not even about that. It's just like that roll away makes all those like attempts worth it because you know, that mm. was the journey to the success. Man, I wish, like, could you describe the moment, like what you feel in terms of like, 
is there like, is our Willie even there when you roll away from a trick or are you just like everything? Like the fit, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like the, like I'm, I'm big into like meditation. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's just some, I, now that I've got into that, I can sort of relate so much stuff back to like motocross and when you yeah. land a BMX trick and when you like jujitsu, when you roll, it's like, I'm not in that thing anymore. Yeah. Like I'm so pumped on it that like I actually don't even exist. And I think that that's sort of the feeling that you chase. And it's like when you, your wheels land and you roll away and it's almost like, is our Willie even there at that point? Or are you just like a feeling? Yeah. I don't know. Like it sounds weird, but like if you think about it, I got you. There's like always that split second, you know, you know what I kind of, I'm thinking, I was just thinking about the feeling and it's almost like you're going on the giant drop for the first time, you know? And there's like, you're not sure what it's going to feel like. And the giant drop is like, uh, it's like an amusement ride that drops for everyone that's just listening that maybe hasn't been to Dreamworld, but literally. <laughs> Rest it, in peace, like, Dreamworld. <laughs> yeah, it like goes up and then you don't know when it's going to drop, but it does eventually, but you're just sitting there waiting for it. Yeah. And there's like that, that when it goes, you don't know it's, you like don't know it's gone for like, one second, you know? Yeah. And that's that's the same feeling I get when I like if I land a world's first trick that like I was like really wanted to do that I'm really stoked on. There's that one second where I'm landing, but I'm like, I'm not even there. I don't yeah. even know I'm landing. I'm yeah. like I'm like and then all like it takes that one second and then you know it's like And then you think about what you just did yeah. and it brings you back to the experience. Yes, exactly. And then it's you're like you yeah. I know I, And it's I know, like a roller coaster because yeah. it's like you're like waiting for it, you're like it's, it could happen now. It could happen now. And then it goes, but for a second, you're like, what's happening? And then you're falling. You're like, oh yeah, I'm falling. Yeah. It's yeah. only like, you've only got the experience itself left. And yeah. then you don't come back into the picture until you think about what, what you, you just, just did. did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That it's a, it's a crazy feeling, man. I think that that's the, it's been something I've been thinking about so much lately is like, that's the thing in all of action sports, in my opinion, that, and like it's no one, no one really knows what it is. I don't think any like yeah. everybody. It's like the kick. That's what like that's what you're chasing. You know? Yeah. Like if you get if when you get that, that's like some of the, that's what gets a kid hooked. You know, and like that feeling. You know, like mm. whatever trick it is, it could be anything. You know, it could be like dropping in for the first time, and you finally yeah. yes. make it past like that point that you couldn't get past, and and you you passed it. You don't you like. Am I past it? Oh yeah, I'm past it. Yeah. Look what I did. And that's the feeling. And it doesn't change like no matter what, like from my first tower whip to my first triple front flip on BMX, it was like the exact same feeling. Yeah. I know. I, and you know, like I always would think that like in motocross terms, James Stewart having to hit the brakes for a, a turn, like high speed, fourth gear wide open. Then when he's yeah. like, shit, I need to hit the brakes. Yeah. That same, like, <gasps> like that yeah. feeling that you get, or when you're in a car and you're like coming into a turn and then you got to hit the brakes and then you steer it in like that, that yeah. giant drop feeling that you describe. Like that is the same, even though James Stewart is going way faster than yeah. me, we're, we're sharing the same experience and you doing a triple front flip is the same experience that a kid is having when he drops in for the first time. I tell, and I, that's why I tell, like, I tell kids that because they're like, "Oh, what, like, what does it like, feel what like?" Does it feel yeah. like that's exactly what I feel. They're like, "What does it feel like?" And I'm like, "It feels like the exact as exactly as when you did whatever trick you just learned, you know." Or even it, like, and for me, it's like I try to scale it. Like, say if it's the triple front flip, I'm like, "Well, it's like 
it took that trick took me like 15 tries it felt really dangerous you know it's like well it's like if you did your first double whip and it was really hard took you maybe 100 tries it's like that moment when you land and your feet are actually on and you're rolling away but you can't believe that it wasn't like the last 199 attempts (laughs) and this time you're like rolling away yeah dude it's so yeah it's so cool to hear you describe it in that way and i think it's so important to relate it back to kids that it's all the same yeah and that it's like it's the 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 trick getting harder is just a result of you getting better yeah like you're not gonna feel anything different by landing a triple flip instead of a double whip like the feeling that you're chasing doesn't change like the the tricks getting bigger is only a result of you putting in more work yeah and like You'd think you'd get used to it, but you don't. Like, it's always such a good feeling. Mm. I think it's all. It's always like, it's always re- so rewarding to like keep pushing myself. Even the even these days, like after doing so many tricks, even just landing something like you could do. I could do something that's not even like that crazy, and it could just be on a skateboard, you know. Yeah. And that's why sometimes I'll jump on something that I haven't done before. Like, well, rode that march. And even just learning something new. Like, I got a Kendama. I don't know what a, if you know yeah, what a Kendama yeah. is. And, like... Do you follow No like Jumper? Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout so, out, Adam22. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I even learned, like, a new trick today. And I was like, oh, there's that feeling. Yeah. yeah. So you can get it with anything. I'm sure, like, even people can relate that don't even do any action sports. There's, like, certain moments that you feel, like, say, the roller coaster moment or, like, just, a- 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 like, any kind of thing like that that maybe you've been expect it like you've been trying to do and then finally get it done i don't know like you're trying to get your first a in school and then you get handed the piece yeah. of paper and you're like did i get an a that's an a yeah, you know? like, yeah. kind of similar but and the oscar goes to <laughs> no maybe not as extreme <laughs> what uh what's your relationship with fear like like are you scared of these tricks that you're trying or have you calculated the risk to the point where the fear isn't there as much because like i want to jump into harry's airbag yeah super scared yeah um (laughs) maybe you should be it's a good fear is a good thing to have like fear is going to kind of tell you that range of like how much risk are you Mm. how much are you risking like if your fear meters up there's a good chance that you're that it's it's higher risk you know so you got to listen to it and I always have fear with any trick, like anything. I'm like, could I potentially hurt myself? Let me like think how I'm feeling about this. And that'll just help me. Like, obviously now I can be like, this is how hard the trick is. This is, do I think I'm going to land it? How many tries do I think I'm going to land it? But then I also have that little fear that I can like kind of use to make a decision of, should I really go ahead and do this? Mm. So it's kind of like an extra thing that I have now that I can listen to that I'm like in tune with. And I will take into account, but I've lived with it so long that like, I understand it. I think that mm. I understand that I will have fear, but I know in my head that I know my skill. I know my skill level. I know I believe in myself, you know, so I do listen to the fear, but I know how to overcome it easier. So it's like, you've almost got a map to deal with it. Or you've got like a, yeah. you've got like a way that it, it feels like a process, not like a barrier. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But in saying that there is moments where fear will take over, mm. but during riding, what's that, the kind of shit that scares you? Disease. Yeah. That's, that's a, good a weird one. one. Hey, that's but a good one. Like, what diseases really, are you scared of? 
cancer. I don't scared know, like, of, scared things, of the COVID. Like, that, like things you can't control. Yeah, I was going to say. Or you like just can't skydiving that. with a person that's controlling. That's scary. Have you skydived before by yourself? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've see, only done it once with a person and then I'm like, I don't really like that I'm hanging off a person yeah. right now. Even though I trust them, kind of. But it's like, yeah. I don't like hanging here and I don't like this guy deciding what is what what's happening to us both. Yeah. So that's a fear that you can't really, I can't really, cal- like I can't mess with. Yeah, like you don't have too much of a say in exactly. that. Yeah. So that's where I can't, I can't turn off the, I can't overcome that fear. But I, you, can, I can walk through it. I can, yeah. I can just go, I'm scared, jump. But I can't, I can't like submit it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. What, what sort of like? Do you have, do you have like a lot of self doubt still at this point that you have to go through? Like with you know, you're writing and always putting yourself out there, and you know, like you said, you have those bad days. Like, do you still have some of that stuff that you have to deal with, or is that another process that you've kind of overcome over time? You think? I think that like having such a good method of like overcoming it in writing has helped me a lot to overcome it in other situations. But mm. I definitely get self-doubt in like in personal situations, like like interactions maybe sometimes if I'm like, I don't know, even doing a podcast for the first time, mm. I'll get nervous still. You're killing it. So you know, you're good. So, but, <laughs> but the thing is like I still get nervous and it's like that's a, it's hard for me to like tackle that nervousness, fear the same way as I do writing. So, But it does help a lot because I'm like, no, believe in yourself, like you can do it. And I do believe myself, but you know, you still hold that weird feeling of like mm. doubt and, it, and, it, and you get it everywhere. And like, I hope everyone knows that like, I still feel doubt and I'm sure everyone else does. Like no one's like the perfect human that doesn't doubt themselves ever, doubt himself yeah. ever. So it's good to have it. Like, and everyone does have it. So it's okay to have it. But I just think that definitely writing has helped me like tremendously with overcoming fear even in other parts of my life yeah when i was younger i definitely thought that i was the only one that doubted myself yeah you know you know what i mean like i looked at other people and i was like why are they so cool yeah why don't why don't they like why don't they have to like worry about this why don't they but then you get older and you realize that like everybody, you know, that I'm sure Travis would have the same thing. Like, you know, you hang around riders and they're, they're like literally second in points in the 450 class and they're like heads a mess. Yeah. And you look at these people from the outside and they look like they've just got it all together, you know? You, you know what is like something to maybe people can like bond with me like in this way, but it's like, um, like, you know, I could go to a skate park and like, I'm cra- like, you think I'm crazy. I'll like try any trick, but then it's like, to talk to my mates about like the way I'm feeling. If I yeah. like have emotions and I like ha- want to talk to my mates about the way I feel, it'll be so hard for me to like s- drop in, s- in a, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. it's so hard for me to like make the jump. Whereas at a skate park, I'm like, yeah, jump. Yeah. You know? Whereas when I'm like, talk to my mate about how I feel, it's like, like you can't, I like can't do it. It's so crazy. Like, but I have been lately. Like I figured it, like I figured out how to do it. Yeah. But it's like, it's crazy. I think that people would like, maybe that'd help someone to know that literally like, oh, I, sometimes it's harder for me to just talk about how I'm feeling mm. than it is for me to drop in a triple front flip a BMX bike. Like it's literally harder for me to do that, to talk about my feelings than do a yeah. triple front flip on bike. I feel like, yeah. That's so, isn't that so weird? But I think that's even like, 
between like men to men to men. It's yeah. like kind of a weird thing that I hope that it's like will change. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I think it is. I think it is changing. Yeah. And you know, like I look at, I look at the way that I was brought up with my dad. Like my dad's like a, you know, played footy and that yeah. sort of thing. And he wasn't really, my dad never really spoke to me in that sense. And I still don't really talk to my dad about that much of that stuff. But you know, like Sammy, I'll yeah. talk to Sammy about everything, yeah. you know? And like, even tonight we we were driving, um, like I drove him into town and like, I'd be like, oh man, like I know that this and this, but like, I really don't think that that's a good idea. And yeah, yeah. you know, you, you need to, I think that you need to go through life being able to like trust certain people yeah. with like everything because yeah. man, like it helps so much. Like do, once, and once you like, once you do like open up to someone, like you feel so much better, even mm. just saying it, like even just by saying how you're feeling, it like takes the pressure off so much. Yeah. And I don't think some people just like bottle it up yeah. and like I did that for a little bit and it like destroys you. Like even, even, even if it's not like the worst thing and you, but if you keep it inside you, it like can manifest into something way worse than if you just like take the leap and just like talk about it to someone. Well, the thing, the thing that really gets you is that your, your own thoughts are what ends up like poisoning the well. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you don't have somebody else's more, like your problems in your head would seem bigger to you than if you spoke to somebody about like, let's say you've been sitting on something for like three months yeah, and you've like, it's been going around and around in your head. It's like driving you crazy. It, it would have started as something like not that big a deal. Yeah. But by the time you actually get to the point where you end up talking about it, it's like, it's caused you so much of this stress and just one person's like fresh perspective or one of your mates being like, dude, I feel like that constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just going to be like, yeah. What? You feel like this all the time too. (laughs) And then it's just like, yeah, dude. And it can just instantly take it away. But I think that, I mean, it's probably a, an Aussie culture thing too, you know, mm-hmm. like, and especially like, you know, growing up with a, just a single mum, Yeah. You know, like there, there probably wasn't always like that, you know, dad sort of talk yeah, to you yeah, kind yeah. of thing as well. So, I mean, that probably plays into it, but yeah, like sure. at the end of the day, like, dude, yeah, you got to You got to get that yeah, shit out. Yeah, and then I think too, like people, maybe people underestimate how much their friends actually care about them too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. to where like I know right now that I've got a bunch of boys where if they told me they like, hey man, drop everything tonight, like I'm going through like a real tough time. Yeah. Like I care about enough my friends enough that they couldn't say anything to me that would that is like too much for me yeah. to to take on, you know. And I think that maybe people don't even understand how much the people that are close yeah. to them really do 100%. care. I think that you almost like block it out in your own mind it's weird like that's what i think that's what i did i was like i just don't want to like put this onto the people that i really care about mm. even though it's like not even that like whatever it's like oh i'm feeling unmotivated every day like i don't know what's going on i just like don't want to get up and ride i don't want to like do anything and it's like like if i just talked to someone it'd probably be way easier but then i just sat there and like just moped to myself yeah but i i know and like everyone like i know deep down that like my friends are like help me if i just talked about it yeah but like you just i just didn't do it. and i think that everyone's friends would do that i just think that yeah. we just for some reason like you just try to like bottle it up because you think that 
oh well i'll just i'll just like i'll just hold on to it myself i'll just i'll get through it myself where it's like if you just spread the load like on your friends yeah that's kind of sounded weird but <laughs> <laughs> not like that Lou. sorry dude <laughs> you want your good at it <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean like it just lessens the the weight that you're carrying yeah definitely and that's man it's a really good way to find out who your actual friends are yeah for sure yeah man there's nothing there would be nothing worse than rolling with fake people that don't like if my friends don't want to hear about the stuff that is like kind of worrying me yeah, yeah. i don't really need that person in my life to be yeah. to be honest because mm-hmm. it's like i'd feel like i kind of offer that same support to people that if they don't want to hear from me, it's like all right dude well we ain't we ain't really homies yeah, yeah for sure but it's part of just growing too yeah and as you, you know, you're still super young, really. Yeah, are you 26? 26. 26, not bad. But when I shave, I'm like 20. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just shave recently. I had a beard cranking. Did you? And then I, not not like that, not yeah. that cranking. This is probably too cranking. I, um, but then I shaved it to be Wolverine. Mm. I like shaved like the middle, like down like oh, that. Oh, like Halloween? And sh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and shaved like my mustache off. So I wasn't repped the, the Wolverine, but I think I'm going to grow it back. Yeah, get it kind back, I reckon. Can you, well, literally. I can I can kind of get a little bit, except I got blondies on my chin, but let's not talk about that. Yeah, no, you'll be right. Just <laughs> run. You're Ryan Williams, bro. You can do whatever you want to do. Maybe, yeah, true. I'll give it a go. What What's it, what was it like for you when you finally, you kind of get doing the nitro thing, like mm-hmm. you looked up to Travis forever, and then you get to be around that kind of guy that can give you like i know he would have really big brothered you in like a, a ton of different ways yeah i think that the thing that honestly was like the best thing about travis is that he was just the nicest guy to absolutely everyone and that kind of like surprised me because you know you, when you think about travis and you haven't met him you're like this guy is the guy like mm. he's the man he is like literally top tier action sports like legend yeah he's the god exactly so it's like you don't ex- when you even though you like don't expect him to be mean. You expect him to kind of like, you know, be that like the the upper high authority like figure. Yeah. And like, he was just like my best friend. Like instantly, he was everyone's best friend instantly. And to see that was like just the coolest. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then it's just so cool the way that he rubs off on people. Like when I was hanging around him and I was riding with him. I would like better myself. I would somehow like yeah. I would reach this new level. And he does it to everyone around him. Like yeah. everyone that comes on Nitro, if Travis is there, if Travis is on tour, the the level is like somehow it's just like plus 10. Like someone's just going, you know? <laughs> and it's like not even, he's not even doing it. He's like not even really. It's not like something hiking. he's trying he's to not, do. Yeah, legit. He's not even like trying to do it. It's just that his aura, his figure, like, and the way he acts, it like it just hypes you up so much and like that's one that's the thing that inspires me the most that's what makes him my inspiration is the way he can just turn everyone else's level like up yeah and he's a dude that for everything that he's done he just doesn't have an ego like dude he's just like yeah guys it's so sick i love it and it's so genuine like he yeah. it's so there's nothing that's fake like i don't need i don't know i'll think about whether i'll cut this bit out but i've done like <laughs> we've done like super serious uh like interviews with red bull and he just no pants on <laughs> and, he's, and like we've framed it so it's just like up Dude. like this and just because like he just wants to be like he's just the man and he's just yeah. bringing that vibe and like not taking himself so serious he's not 
anybody that could be like the cool guy or yeah. sorry, mate, I got two minutes for you. Yeah. Mate, he's Total the exact opposite. opposite. He's yeah. like the dude, he'll, he treats you like the guy that like, he's desperate to come up and it's like, yeah. bro, you've met like, you're the, you're the guy. And man, not a more humble dude going. Yeah, I had a um, I had a situation where we were like on a I was at his house and it was like he had like this fire engine thing that had like a like a hundred foot lift and we were like jumping off it into a bag and like I remember I, I like he was like come on Ryan come on I really come up here and do it and I'm uh, like I'm like all right whatever and then I went up there and there was a guy named Crum as well he was up there yeah and yeah. um I was like I was like oh you go first like because. I was only going to like front flip off. So I like front flipped off. And How was high like, was it? Oh, it was like a hundred foot. What? Like, legit. It was insane. It was so crazy onto like a big airbag. And um, it was so scary for me to do it, but I did it and I felt like I fell for ages. And like, even though the bag's so soft, it like kind of still hurt because it was such a big jump. Yeah. And then next was Crumb. He like jumped naked, like just like this. And then um, Travis was up and he has a beer and a beer bong, like, <laughs> thing like that. and he's like got a snor- a snorkel, maybe it's called. I don't know. Beer yeah. Bong. And he's like poured beer into it, and then he's like shirtless and like has American undies on or something like that. And he and he did a Sukahara, which is like a front flip one eighty to a back flip while he sculled a beer through a tube. And I'm like, what is even going on? And then we go over to like the um, this is a different day, so he wasn't drinking and riding, but the um. <laughs> come over and we're like riding the jump like doing this contest he comes out on a mountain bike just like just randomly pulls it out of his garage does a double back foot 360 on mountain bike and like he's only the one one of the only people in the world to do that and he's like not even a mountain bike rider just hucks it <laughs> it's insane so eh? sick and that's like i'm like oh god that's why i want to build our uh, willy land and i want to like he's just, just inspired me so much the way just his character and like the way he is around people and what he brings out of him yeah man you, you're so right and like his like competitive nature we did uh you know they do two-stroke week yeah yeah so we just did like we were filming it for red bull and then we rode all day at the track and then they did like they got the jet ski boys at his florida house yeah and there was him and tara guiger massive like a few of the crew yeah and like tara guiger just smoked him on this thing <laughs> and like he would not stop everyone it's dark everyone's just like bro no one's even taking your lap time right now dude yeah. and it's just like he just couldn't let it go man like he was just in for the long haul yeah, on that I, shit. I know his com- his competitiveness it's sick though like i actually beat him in beer pong once i know he wouldn't want me to say that but i did Claim and like it, how could i beat I, I was like and it was a big one too like i don't know he obviously likes beer because it was like 20 cups each and I'm oh, like, no. I beat Travis. And I even got a photo because I was like, I need to get a photo of this moment. Yeah, dude. That, that's such like, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to like push yourself, that's like the crew to be around. Yeah. If you can beat Travis for Shriner and something, make sure you like document it. It'll really pee him off. Yeah. I've never beaten Travis. For it's Shriner. hard. That's why you got to document it. <laughs> well, d- dude, like they had a uh, big buck hunter in the house. Yeah. And like, I was like, dude, I'm not, You're never I'm not in on that. this at all. Like this is psycho. <laughs> Hence, so the, the as soon as you're gonna lose is when he says he when he has it in his house. That's like if he has it in his house, <laughs> it's over. You're gonna lose. So was Pastrana Land the that's your inspiration for Willie Land? Yeah, I'd say so. Just because 
I knew that like I got the opportunity to go there and like I accomplished so much in so little time because he has like the facility and like the ramps and the training ramps. So like the first time you went there? Yeah. Yeah. And that was where, as soon as I went there, I'm like, I need to get this to like more people like in Australia because mm. we're mad. Australians are mad and we don't even have like the facilities that Americans have. Yeah. So that's where I was like, I know I'm going to get this made and this is going to like revolutionize like, well, like it's going to progress. Aussie Actions, riding. Yeah, Aussie sure. riders so much. And it already has. Like at my compound, I think we've had it set up for like maybe six to eight months. Yeah. And there's like probably like 50 world first tricks on scooter and BMX. Like it's just, and it's only because these guys. It's there. Yeah, it's there. And then these guys can now go out and like be the best they can be and have the facility to be able to, you know, go and just explore their brain and pull out whatever comes out, mm. give it a go. Does it work? No. Oh, does this next one work? Yes. Done. New world first. Yeah, it is crazy the way that that, that technology, like the bag jumps, the, yeah, the like resis and all that, like you can just like you, you can dream it you can do it essentially yeah especially with the bag like the big soft bag it's like it's pretty forgiving like my mate actually just destroyed his face though so it is like it's something that you gotta remember that you, you gotta respect hurt yourself. It, yeah. yeah yeah you gotta respect it my mate actually like he he was just doing like a double flip heel cook or something on bmx and he he like come off he and he smashed his face on like the frame so he landed on Ooh. the bike and he split his like nose fully open you could like see the back of his eye nearly Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, it's gnarly. But um, yeah, so you got to respect it. But in saying that, if you do, you can go out there and really try like any trick you want as long as you have like the escape points. You're not like... Yeah. You want to ha- be aware of where you are. Can you land on your head? Like if you do a backflip, you land on your head? Yeah, you can land on your head. It, I don't know. If you want a motorbike, you don't want to land... I've been thinking about that with, with Harry's. I'm like... Top, are you trying to backy? Nah, I don't, I'm just going to jump in. Jump. So the hardest thing about just straight jump is that he only has super kicker. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, he's no. Nah, he's got the. He has a small. He's one. got it set up so he's got the the stupid mega Buddha on one side, ridiculous thing yeah. that's out the back, and then he's got the moon Buddha here, and then I think he's done it so the concrete's wide enough that he can just like slide it all across. Oh, nice. So I think he's got the setup pretty dark. Yeah, he's, and then he's if an, you can just like jump, if you come to my house, I got my mum to um. I've seen the my video. mum. I got my mum to jump mine on a trike. And Whoa. she was sweet, and she did it twice. She had that much fun and had two beers, and then she was like, "I'm going again," and went way faster. America! I've been trying to get her to actually jump to the like landing because she did it so well. Well, she used to race BMX. Yeah, but I'm scared to get her on a BMX because like I get I get pro BMX riders out there, and they like die. Really? Not die, but they like buckle on the ramp because it's like it's so uh, different to a normal skate yeah, park. Yeah. You have like so much more G force going through the ramp, and as long as you like you know it's coming you're sweet but if you're just feeling they that just for the first it, time yeah. you're like you're like oh i need a pump and then as soon as you pump you can't stand just up and then they just into yeah. the ramp yeah there's a there's a jump at uh gimpy at mx farm it's like this 120 yeah. foot triple and the first time i jumped that i hadn't hadn't hit a big jump in ages my body like i was all like scared to hit it i'm like <laughs> on the up down, all of a sudden you're like what i was just like whoa dude like you actually really need to hold your shit together <laughs> to do this stuff yeah that's nice i see with motorbikes like i think i've only gone to a track once and it was just in america for like some nitro circus filming thing but dude motorbikes scare me yeah like, you don't have any like desire to ride you reckon yeah i do but it's like I, as, as long as i can as long as I can still push and pedal, I'll probably just stick to that. And then, like, once I'm not into that, then I can push mm. my throttle. 
But I, I've like jumped. I went to cams and like flipped. Oh, Travis's obviously. You know, when you go to Travis Pastrana's, you have to backflip. So I backed <laughs> like a one ten. Yeah. There and then I was like trying to fronty at Cam Sinclair's and like I, I didn't even crash that bad, but the bike like hit me and I was like, what? I was like, oh, I'm gonna be fine. And then all of a sudden, I was crushed by a bike. I'm like. I don't really like this heavy vehicle stuff. And that wasn't even a full size <laughs> heavy vehicle. That wasn't even a full size motorbike. But there is tricks that I think that I could bring from like the BMX to motocross. So Ooh, eventually what are you thinking? That, Harry's watching probably. Yeah, I know. Uh, Harry's yeah. always like, Give me tricks to try. Really? Really? He, literally Tell me what to do. Literally he's like he always hits me up and it's sick though, because he's like he just loves the way that like I'm always coming up with new tricks on BMX, and that's why like he's so stoked to finally have his compound where he can like kind of experiment like I do like every day. Man, I am excited to see. But first of all, I'm stoked that he's probably not going to hit his head as much. Yeah, because he's got the airbag. Yeah, and it's not like he has, dude. That down ramp. Did you see when Berriman was over and Berriman had that crash there and no, he just I didn't like see that. oh dude he just did like this whip and just got caught and just went slap and oh, like no. smashed himself dude that landing at fifty sixty is like a straight concrete that's not so right. first of all I'm glad that Harry's probably not going to be crashing that much on that fucking down ramp but like man it's going to be insane what he's able to do with like him yeah. full time every day on a bag oh I'm excited and like I'm sure he. Ooh. I'm sure he'll think of uh, a bunch of tricks to try. I'm excited to see it. But, um, yeah, I, that's the one thing about motocross is, like, so gnarly is, like, on BMX and, like, scooter, we can, like, jump off, you know, and, like, try mm. again. It's like, but if they jump off, it's like, oh, can't try again for six months. Yeah. You know, sometimes. Like, obviously, that's – but if they get off and, like, don't hurt themselves, that's, like, incredibly lucky. Whereas mm. on BMX and scooter, you can, like, jump off and, like, get away and that's kind of like normal yeah, and you get, yeah. Uh, you're, you're unlucky if you hurt yourself whereas on moto it's like if you crash you're you're like lucky to not hurt yourself yeah yeah so you, that's pretty gnarly i think that i always have massive respect for moto guys like i can't believe like guys like josh sheehan and just every every motocross freestyler and races like at the top level it's just insane and that that's why you see it like in their lifestyle they're so well harry could party but you know he's like work he'll party but then he'll be at the gym you know like at 5 a.m just preparing his body for war dude he is i've been around a lot of people he's gnarly yeah like he's straight up super gnarly yeah he does obviously doesn't hide this partying yeah but like he can send it and i live like he i live in his uh old apartment oh yeah and so he runs past like i'll see him some mornings i'm like waking up went to bed at 10 o'clock Waking up, got me coffee, buckle eyed, like sleep everywhere. Harry, I like went to bed watching his story. He's been like, "Whoop, big night for Harry." Just yeah. drank a bottle of Fireball. Yeah, I feel like shit in the morning, yeah. and here's Harry, <laughs> just <laughs> six a.m. running and filming his dog. Like, yeah, yeah, come on, dude. Nothing like, and he he feels like shit, and He's he just doesn't he just doesn't care. Like he has mind over matter, big time, man. Yeah. He is the gnarliest example of that, and yeah. like. I'm glad that I think he does get the respect for that. Yeah. Because like there's people, it's so easy to dismiss that as like, oh, he just mustn't feel it. It's like, no, he feels it and he just doesn't care. Yeah. That's like, I, uh, I'm impressed by that. Like, that's incredible that he can do that. Cause I, I can't do it. (laughs) No, I'm right there with you. And I'll like, I'll try to work out. I'll like work out and then like, 
a week later I won't work out, you know? It's like, <laughs> but then I ride like every day, but it's like, I just can't believe how like full on he is. And it's just shows like all the motorbike riders are like that low though. Like Josh Sheehan, he's like, a tank incredible too. athlete and yeah. like so fit. And you see like why he's one of the best in the world. And you can see why he like, I, I don't understand how he can triple backflip uh, a motorbike. But if you look at him, you're like, if anyone could, yeah, makes, him. makes sense. If, yeah. if I know it can be done, it makes sense that he's a guy that could do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. What, what plans have you got for your compound? Like how far do you want to sort of take it? Well, I have, I have like 40 acres. So it's like right now I'm built, like I got two houses on it and then like all these caravans. I'm currently like converting one of the caravans into like, like a media room or like whatever I want, like a gaming room, like with aircon for summer. Cause it's gonna be super hot. I just bought like a $15,000 trampoline. That's like <laughs> five meters by five meters wow. to an airbag. So it's like, I can just like kind of practice like aerial awareness and just have fun basically. Like yeah. I'll say it's for practice, but it's just for having fun. Yeah. And then, um, I got for tax purposes. It's yeah. practice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, um, I got the, obviously got my jump, but there's thing like my jump. So obviously it's just the straight like box jump. But then um, I actually have another wedge in that ramp. So it's like all air. So like I have three sections. At the moment, I only have two sections on. So usually I'll just like ride the smaller one. And then if I got bigger tricks to do like 360 doll backy tail whip, that's when I like boost it up to like, I think it's like six meters. Yeah. But then in my garage, like when I first had it, it came with another two meter wedge. So it would be a total eight meters and like over 45 degrees so that I can do a quarter part. No so eventually shit. I'm going to do like the first ever like airbag quarter pipe resi landing. And that's where I'm going to like learn my X games quarter tricks. Yeah. Right. Cause I got like the gap. I'm like, sort of like I can think of tricks to try there, but then it's like, I want to be able to like do the um, quarter, like bring something new to the quarter, you know, like let's, let's see if I make this, you know, when I made this, the jump 50 well first got done by like all these people. What if I build something that really doesn't exist anywhere else? Yeah. What's going to happen then? And that's what I'm like super excited to just see like what's going to go down. And that's like super exciting for me. And that's why I'm like happy to invest the money that I earn yeah. into that. Because it's like at the end of the day, as long as I document it all put on YouTube, it's going to just, it's all like it filters back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just filters back and provides fun. So it's like free fun. Yeah, and it's just like you're constantly building. Like you're building your skills. You're building yeah. like of the making more money off the content. Like yeah. it, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. How far away are you from having that thing? So it's just about making the investment to like build because obviously I have to build a run in from the other way. So it's just about picking like what I want to do. Do I want to like makeshift some sort of like roll in like, yeah. and not have it so long? Or do I just want to like concrete a a strip and like that's going to be good enough i'm not like sure exactly what's going to work plus i have to build myself um a mini mega quarter which is 20 foot high and four meters wide which i can do because i they got they made my other ramp that's 13 foot high and two meters wide so like it's possible yeah and then i just need a concrete like there's heaps of things that go into it people yeah. don't really see it unless i document it a lot but like there's a lot of people working on it that helped me a lot. So like shout out to Concrete Ninja, shout out to like all the people that really helped, you know, because when I got there, it was, it was a veggie patch where it was like the jump. It was like a veggie patch. And then, um, it was like a bitumen, like they've just poured hot mix and like pushed it down. And it was like, oh, mm. like you couldn't even, there's no way you could ride down it 
on a like a scooter or anything like that. But like a BMX, you'd be like you'd want a mountain bike to go down a bit. Really? That's how bad it was. No shit. And then literally when I was winning X Games, like the day I was doing X Games, I had my mates back home screeding concrete up a hill. No way. And I won but then I won and I was like, This is for you boys. And then it's a funny thing, the next time I did X Games, they poured the second one and I really? won, and I won again. Dude, every year you got to pour a slab, bro. Pour a slab. Pour a slab and then and then just, give a slab to I don't the boys. Even, I don't even need one. I'm like, just friggin' pour one. I need a win. <laughs> Wait, we need a new slab for the caravan. <laughs> yeah. What? How did the first X Games on BMX come about? Was it because you were doing the BMX in Nitro as well? Nah. So I was like, this is a funny story because like for so long, I was like, I knew what I could, I was like, I can do this. Like I can do this, but they wouldn't invite me because I never like rode a mega ramp on BMX. I rode on scooter and made like a video, but like, what is that going to do to get me in a BMX contest? Yeah, especially like the best one. Yeah, but I just knew, I was like, I can do it. I know I can go in and I can do well. And like, and I believe like that should be enough, which is wrong. Like now that I look back, I'm like, that's wrong because I realize I'm not just, they're not just like adding me in. Yeah. They're actually taking someone else's spot, Mm. like to put me in. So it's like, I realize that. And then I'm like, Hey, I need to like go out, prove to them that I am, uh, I can do it, you know? And that's where I went to Melbourne and there's a place called the mega ranch and they like, have a like a this kid has a mega ramp Keefe's name is and he like he really? runs X Games now and um on a skateboard and um yeah I went there and I put down a solid run and like made an edit and then yeah the next the next time I was in like and it just and I was like I felt so I felt silly but I knew like two years before I could have went and done the exact same thing oh, that I did in the yeah, first one yeah, yeah. but I just didn't go out and do it because I was just blind like blind to the reality that. I was taking someone's spot, so it wasn't going to be as easy as asking, even though I was making a lot of noise. And I even snuck into X Games. And oh, did, really? Yeah, I even snuck in during practice because they had scooters there. And then I brought my BMX bike, and I just walked in with, like, the guys because I knew I knew some of them. And I just <laughs> had, I was, like, fully body suited up, so they just let me up. And then I just dropped in and did, like, this 720 fronty over the gap, but I didn't really do anything on the quarter. Oh. So I couldn't, like, prove that I was good on the quarter, but I did, like, a trick that no one had ever done over the gap. What? So you snuck in. Legit. And then did like a world first. Yeah, yeah, legit. <laughs> I snuck in and did it. And as soon as, but then as soon as I know, I like dipped because I was like, I'm going to get like banned. For no shit. What if happened? I hurt myself, if I hurt myself, then like that would have been real bad. Yeah. So I just like snuck in and did it. And then no one really said anything. Did you vlog that shit? Yeah, yeah it was on film. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Anytime anyone's like, gives you shit, you're like, dude, I just need content. No, yeah, I, I think that some people at X Games did bring it up, but like, they did, they like, not in, like, just laughing away. But really? like, I know that. If you got hurt, that would like, be. I wouldn't go in an X Games interview and be like, yeah, I snuck in and did it. Because like, <laughs> obviously, I don't want people to do that. If they, like, it was dangerous and silly, but. I landed it, so it didn't really matter. So in the end, it was just dope is all it really was. <laughs> yeah, but don't do that. Disclaimer. Kids, don't sneak into X Games. Don't hit the mega ramp. Don't do it. Trust me, please. That actually sounds really bad. That's Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave away the secret. Dude, the X, it, is so, it is actually so gnarly. I was thinking, because I, obviously I did that flip drop on the last X Games. I don't know if you've seen the run, but like I flip dropped into the top and I was pooping myself because i've never done a flip drop but the thing is like 
there's no railings on the side. So it's like if I flipped and then like landed went off like, to the oh. side. Like I even landed in a manual and if I went to the side, oh, like I literally that. there's no fence. And that's all I was thinking about because if you go off the side, you're doing the biggest street gap you've ever done in your life. To flat, to, to, to stadium. Probably, honestly, to like, probably death. Yeah. To Unless like, I could hit like some kind of like side and like, Stop myself from, I don't know. Which, like, let's not even find that out. No, not going to happen. But <laughs> legit, I was like, I'm going to die if I don't stay straight. So what's the process in your head of deciding to do that? Um, it, it was just, like, inspired by these guys, Morgan uh, Morgan Wade and Michael Laren. They, like, have been doing tricks in. And, like, ever since I started, they have, like, I think they did, like, 360 in. Morgan did, like, a tail whip and then a double tail whip. And then I was like... How am I going to win my third? Because the funny thing is no one had ever done like three consecutive X Games gold medals in BMX Big Air. It was like a curse. But like, because like six people have done, had done two. Mm. And then I was like, I'm going to be cursed unless I can come up with like some crazy thing to do. And in, instantly I'm like, I'm going to flip drop it. Because I was like, I reckon I could do it even though I hadn't done a flip drop on bike. I can do it on scooter pretty easy. And then what? I just, You'd never even done it on a bike, bro. Ne- never done it anywhere, ever. Just straight. You're insane. I've only done it on the mega ramp. What? It's risk over reward. Like it's like I could maybe do it at a skate park, but it's like I'm not winning a gold medal doing it at a skate park. So it's just like that is, this is the moment. Do you know the amount of like belief in yourself that would take? Like you're either an idiot <laughs> or you just believe in yourself so much or a mixture of both of those things mixture that just worked mixture. out no but i did like calculate i went to a skate park here in brisbane it was like ramp attack and like i was trying it off like a three foot drop and then i was like this isn't really gonna do this much isn't the same. this isn't the same as like 13 foot or whatever it is so i like put a sub box on and then i was like oh i can get it round and then i'm like i was just getting around so i'm like well when i got 15 feet to fall I'll be able to like do it. And that's why I kind of like nearly over rotated when I did it. Cause I pulled like pretty hard. Cause I didn't want to under rotate. Yeah. So then I'm like, come round. I'm like, Oh no, I'm still going. And then I like land a manual, but I have no brakes, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, what am I going to do? And I like sat down and then I'm like, cause it's, it's the middle that I'm going towards, but I have to jump the sides. Cause the middle jump is like 15 feet shorter. Yeah. So if I hit the middle jump, I would have like gone, You're gone long. way too far. Yeah. So I was like landed manual and then I was like, got to turn. And then I rode up like the side side of the ramp and then threw my trick, got it. And then landed the, um, the, the quarter trick too. Can you, can you YouTube that for us, Ronan on the Mac there? I want to watch it. X games. What year was it? Uh, it was like uh, last year, right? Was I it? Think? 2019. Yeah. 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 And yep. Yeah. It was 2019. And let's see what we got. That's uh, top one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that looks so scary to me. Yeah, that's it. Me All right. Dancing. Music off. Oh no. Oh, no, you can handle that. No, this isn't it. Uh, oh, unless you can like skip into it. Nah, see, it says two times. This isn't it. Oh yeah. Go to the so go to the metal runs. Go to the next up next. Yeah, good old YouTube giving us the up next. See, you know? I told you. This is it right here. Oh, I is... said this is for Dave Mira because the first person I ever seen do flip, drop, and bike was Dave Mira. Shout out to the man. What? Manual. Oh. Look, and then I roll up. See the Dude. side of the ramp? 
Oh no! And then I'm like, please land this. I was like, please, 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 please. Oh, that is dirty. Yeah, and I was like, you flipping were out. on the line, bro. That was a yeah. So that's gonna show slow mo. So turn, oh, yeah, just, just turn the volume down on that Ronan on the YouTube thing. Yeah. Mute it, bro. There we go. Yeah, you'll see. Look, yank. And I'm like, oh. here I am. I'm like, yep, cool. Open up. Oh no, too much, too much, too much. Sit down. Turn. Oh, and then I just like I've done that trick like a thousand times, so it's like oh, so that one you could just go instinct on. Yeah, I have stuffed it up. Oh, dude, nah, man. Yeah, does Nike pay you? (laughs) They should, right? Right, but I I rep Vans now. Shout out to Vans. Vans are sick. Yeah, there you go. But they don't pay me. But I love them. So yeah, I I love Vans as well. That's a dope company. I was in the mosh pit at. Uh, warp tour with uh, Steve Vendoran one time. Oh yeah, nice. Um, one of the guys. He goes the, hard. One of the MCs on tour is like in Vans as well. His oh, name's Andy's really? Ice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he did MCing, but he's like full in Vans. I'm not sure exactly his position, but yeah. Yeah, that's they're a sick company. Yeah. Shout out. So sick. That is some bullshit. Yeah, dude. But I had like legit. There's a guy Morgan Wade. He did a run like just before. And I'm like, because I was like planning to like slowly go into it. And then this guy, Morgan Wade, did like the run that was like his dream run, perfect run. I thought it was like the best thing I'd ever seen. He like double whipped in and then he like three flip no handed. And then he did, but he he did like a a 20 foot, like so like probably six foot high or or five foot higher than what I did. Then one handed like like double tail whip. And he looked like he's a cowboy. It was so sick. And then I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. And I straight away, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I'm like, I hadn't done a flip drop. I have only just, I did jump into the ramp like a few times. So I knew like what speed to do, because that was one thing I was like, am I going to have too much speed? I can't touch my brakes. Like as soon as I go, that's how fast I'm going. And then, yeah, I just was like, this is it. I'm going to do it. Dave Mira, he passed away like just recently. So I was like, this is for you, Dave. And then like just Santa dude. Cause yeah, he did it like on a due to a ramp like ages ago, and that was the first BMX like backy drop that I seen. And I'm like, this is gonna be for him. And like when he did pass, I was like, I'm gonna do this for Dave Mira. And I was so stoked to get it done for him, dude. That is insane to like. I I remember seeing it and be like, that that's crazy. But to know that you've never done that, yeah, and then just. Well, it was like it was just you know the, this timing. You know, I was like, mm. this is the opportunity. Capitalize on it. And then I just, yeah, you just do it. That's what makes X Games so gnarly mm. is like you think about when Travis and Deegan did those 360s. Yeah. That's just as raw as it gets. Yeah. And, it's and like, like Kerry Hart doing the backflip. Like, Jesus, and it's man. Like, that's, there's so much preparation. And then that's it. Like that night, they have to get it. Like they have to do it. That's their, mind, their mindset's like, tonight, yep, got it. Yeah, and if you don't think if you're not like got it, then you like don't get it. You know, it's like it's gonna slip through your fingers. How much like when you're prepping for X game or when it's really getting close and you're yeah. like in the hotel and you're sort of like dealing with okay, I need to really go and and press send on this deal. Yeah, is it really weighing on your mind a lot? Yeah, like especially the mega ramp because mm. it's like. That quarter pipe just seems so oh sketchy. It, it, it's seriously like, I. that's why people are like, oh, what are you going to build a mega ramp at your your land? And I'm like, to be honest, like it's, I don't like, ride. like it's scary to ride. Like I wouldn't ride it just on the daily. Cause it is like, it's just a, 
world ender. <laughs> like legit, I am yeah. so scared. That's why I like look up to guys like Morgan Wade, Michael, because they ride it like in practice. They're going twenty feet plus, like, and I'm like, how are you doing that? Mm. Like, how in your right mind are you doing that? But they're just so chill about it that they have. They just like believe in themselves so much, and they're like, it's so much practice and just awareness of what how to ride the ramp. Yeah, that they can just do that. But I like have not reached that point. No way. When I'm going down. That's why you see me losing my mind after rolling away because I'm literally like I'm got that feeling. You like know? You're glad to be alive. I got that drop, big drop feeling. <laughs> yeah, three times I got the big drop in like one run. So I'm like, <laughs> Dude, right? I'm like exploding in my brain. <laughs> yeah, I think I had about I think I had about a quarter of an orgasm. Like, <laughs> well, three quarters because every one I landed, I had like a quarter of one. How How do you feel right now, Willie? That was three eighths <laughs> orgasm right there, <laughs> boys and girls. <laughs> legit though like that's like that's why i actually seen comments people are like is he on drugs like because i've Get, let play just play his reaction I'll i go watch it so, yeah i go so crazy but like you don't understand like you don't understand. Go, go back go back a bit oh gosh yeah you don't understand like the emotions that are going through my mind like there's literally th- like i literally thought i could die if i turned off like i could die and then it's like the gap's not too bad you can like kind of stuff that up but if you turn off, you die. Mm. And if, if I backflip and I don't go the right way, I die. So it's like... You're like, I did it. It worked. That's because it was the first time I ever did it. So I was like, I was as surprised as everyone else. That's such just a heavy thing to like have to face that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you want to pause that for us, bro? This is Morgan, but yeah. Oh, is it? Play that? Dude, actually play it. This yeah. is the run that went before me. I know it's playing after, but this is actually before my run because this has got second. Watch this. Wow. Bro, cowboy on a BMX bike. So sick. Yeah, just the commitment, man. Like, and even, like, I get so nervous when I... I've woken up before before nationals for jiu-jitsu last yeah. year. I woke up, like, in sweat, panic. And I just... I had to be like, dude, what do you... Go to sleep. Seriously, this is this is ridiculous. There is nothing yeah. on the line here. No, nah, dude. I get so, so, like, imagine that shit. I get so nervous, dude. So nervous. Especially, like, for my first one, super nervous. And then I actually... Cra- like, I stuffed up my first one. I fractured, I fractured my spine in the first practice of, of X Games. Because I, like... What? you Doing the quarter. And then I'm like, I'm just going to boost it. I was, listening, I was listening to Slayer Raining Blood, dude. In practice. <laughs> Bad decision. Because I'm like, I'm just going to fly. And then here I go, fly. And then I fly out to flat. And then, like, land on, landed and, like, compressed my back. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, something's wrong. I thought I exploded my butthole, but um, yeah, I got then I got an X-ray w- from the people, like because US, um, the USA, like the football things, they have like X-rays in there, yeah. but it wasn't that good. So they're like, "Oh, nothing's, we can't really see anything." And then I'm like, oh, "Okay." And then I like had salt baths like four nights in a row because I did it at the first practice, and I got physio every day, and I'm like, my back's still screwed. But this is my first ever X Games that I've been invited to, so I'm like, there is no way I'm not riding, no matter how sore I was. And then I went in the comp and like I tried to do that that trick that I landed the front flare on the quarter mm. and like I just kept landing really low and like blowing off. So my first X Games I like only landed like one run and I'm like devastated obviously. But then the next X Games was at Australia, and then yeah, and then I managed to like stomp the run and got it. But um, dude, I was actually there for that. I saw yeah, you in that one. Yeah, right. But. I, I'm going back. When I got home from Australia after the flight, I'm like, man, my back. There's something wrong with my back. And then I went to the, I got an X-ray, and I'd 
fractured my spine. Dude, <laughs> are you serious? I literally, I was like, are you? I was like, he showed me the x-ray. Double check it, double check it. I showed my x-ray and it was like, obviously not like super bad, but like I chipped the like side of my, vert, one of my vertebrae. I think because I like crunched my mm. spine so hard. But yeah, but I like, I still, even if I knew, I still would have rode. Yeah, I was going to say, probably like, didn't really matter. It was literally my dream to just ride in X Games. Mm. And then like, I kind of like figured out the front flare, which is the trick I do on the quarter. And then, yeah, just like put it all together and then stoked. That's heavy. What, uh, what other sports are you taking inspiration from? Cause like, you know, the, the rampage dudes do like mm-hmm. sick drops where they do the yeah, like backflip drops and like 360 drops and stuff like that. Yeah. Are you looking insane. at all that sort of stuff? Yeah. I think in the back of my mind, I probably would have thought about that, but I was really, when I did the flip drop, I was just that was about like, like mirror, mirror yeah. because, but then those rampage dudes, dude, they do like the so much gnarlier, like their drops like three times or like double, at least double for mm. sure. But like, yeah, no. Nah. If I wouldn't, you would not see me doing anything like Rampage because that's like, that's next level. That's yeah. like a dirt. That's like riding a mega ramp out of dirt. <laughs> and then they have to like jump it like five times like down the hill. That's so gnarly to me. But yeah, I definitely get like inspiration from every action sport. Yeah. I'm like a super, I'm honestly like a super nerd for action sports. Yeah. Like, I think that's like, that's got to be such a big part of it. Yeah. Like anyone that is really good is like a super fan of a bunch of different yeah. stuff, right? Everything. Like I, I watch snowboarding. I watch skiing. Like every single X Games, like every single X Games sport, I'll watch it. And then like just anything, like any sport, mm. I'll just watch it. Like I love, I love just seeing people like progress and like doing new things that have never been done before and like putting in that effort and then landing it. Like because I know that feeling. I know the journey. And like even just seeing my friends do that journey and then land something, I almost like live it with them yeah yeah know? yeah well because you know the feeling so well i yeah, guess yeah and you almost like can kind of think about what they're feeling yeah it's awesome i feel like gymnastics as well would be pretty gnarly to look at for you awesome. for some of like the scooter stuff that you do and then yeah. it, it, is it easy like is the going from like scooter to bmx is that almost like a little bit of a, like a gateway to making the those that bigger stuff happen like is that kind of a yeah. bit of like a little secret of success in a way yeah i would say that it helps a lot but there's there's tricks i can do on bike that i can't do on scooter i've never done a triple front flip on a scooter i've only done a triple front flip on a bike which sounds like weird mm. because surely a scooter should be easier to triple front flip which it might be but i've just never managed to like unlock that and then someone did it so i didn't like feel the passion to like go and do it because i really do like for me like i get a big passion out of like doing tricks that haven't been done before or i think haven't been done before just because you know it's like it's like an extra drive you know you know that if you roll away from that you're like pushing the sport that little bit more and Mm. that's what one thing that i noticed when i was growing up scootering like obviously i i was riding that second first second wave of the scooter riding so i was doing like a lot of tricks that every kid can do now like so many kids can do like a 540 flare which is like where you come up you do one backflip and do uh one and a half twist and Mm. then come back down the ramp and like i did the world's first of that like eight years ago or more and but now like 100 200 kids can do it in the world and and then it's like so cool because it's not like it was any hard like it's still just as hard yeah yeah but because that is that's opened up in their mind yeah they can just do it now and i love that because it's like now i feel like if i can push as hard as i can push 
that's going to like pave the way and mm. just bring it to that next level so much easier for the people coming up. Yeah, there is a thing that happens in your brain when you know something's yeah. possible, like the four-minute mile. It took forever for somebody to run a sub-four-minute mile. Yeah. And then as soon as somebody did it, I think I read it in um, the Phil Knight's book, the mm-hmm. dude that started Nike. Yeah. There was like 12 or 16 people within two months. Yeah. So people had been trying yeah. for ever, literally ever. It had never yeah. been done. And then one dude comes along and, and does the four-minute mile, and then it's just like... It opens up the floodgates. Yeah, it's so crazy. And it's like with moto, it's like the backflip. It's mm. like, if you really think about it, I don't know how exactly how long ago, but maybe like what? Tw- 2000, I think it was. Yeah, so I like think it was 20, 20 years 20 ago. 20 years. Like even say just 20 years, people have done three backflips in one air. Yeah. Harry, dude, the crazy one is Harry doing the rock solid backflip. Like the, him and Taka. Yeah, and he does it that in a thing, front flip yeah, too though. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> That is so insane. That's one of the ones that like should be impossible. It yeah. sort of doesn't make sense. It trips you out. Hey, I, I get it because I don't, but not the back foot one. But I've because I've seen some of it on BMX. But I get the front foot one. But I get like your your the physics doesn't seem right because you're like obviously you're like you're flipping, you're pushing the bike away, you're letting go of the bike. But why is the bike not going away? And it's weird. I don't know what it is. Maybe you need some sensors hooked up just to see yeah. the motion, the velocity of like what's happening. Yeah. But I think it's because you and the bike are in motion at the same time. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're both carrying the same velocity. Yeah. So when you let go, the bike stays on the same tra- trajectory for a little bit, as long as you pull it the right way. Like you could, yeah, you could pull, pull it and like mess with the yeah, axis of the bike. If you don't like pull it in a little bit, the force is going to shoot it away. So there's like a few things that you have to like. That's like when you're in a car going 100 miles an hour, your body's going 100 miles an hour. Yeah, probably. I would say so. 100%. Unless you're jumping into the back seat or something. (laughs) Science. Yeah. Uh, What other sports are you into outside of this? And like what, how long you been into like the UFC stuff? Or are you just into that because you and Dana are homies? (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, I've literally been into UFC for so long. Like not not since like UFC one. Yeah, but like I can't I can't remember exactly the first fight, but way back, like before McGregor won, like yeah, Aldo and stuff, like before that. So I think I think it was when McGregor like was fighting some like bald white guy. And he, like, Dennis Seaver. Yeah, that's yeah. it, Dennis Seaver. So that was like I think that was around when I started watching it, and then like from then I've just been like buying every pay-per-view that's awesome yeah and but it's so sick like to be, actually go there is gnarly yeah i've never been to one i'm super, like you have to go yeah it's like one of the coolest things like i mean it's it's just crazy in like when you watch it behind the tv like oh yeah whoa he just kicked him in the head yeah but it's like when you're in person and you see someone's like they, they get kicked you're like how are they like even if it's a light kick you're like how is this person still like yeah it's still going yeah <laughs> It's like the, it, you see how much actual violence it is when you're there. And it's like crazy. You like respect it so much more when you know like this is what's actually happening. And like any time they could just get knocked out. Mm. It's a wild, wild sport. And then they're doing that shit training. Yeah. And the people are so like people that do the UFC as well as, as well are so nice. Like I have a few guys like i follow and talk to and they're like everyone's so down like even with they like action sports i think there's a weird like gel that action sports and like ultimate fighting martial arts have i think that 
it's kind of like they're both like that like you're walking with danger kind of yeah so i think that like i don't know i think that it, like, there's like a well. thing that you have to put out of your mind mm. to do it yeah like you have to put out of the mind that oh yeah i'm gonna hit this mega ramp could die yeah uh don't worry about it I'm yeah. still going to do it anyway. And I think that fighters have that same thing. Yeah. They're like, I could get just completely bashed, but oh, I'd, all right, I'll still do it. So there's yeah. like, like, getting, like, there's this weird compartmentalization in like action sport and fighters yeah. brains where it's just like, let's take that. Let's just put it over there. And let's just not think about that. And let's just get the job done. You're just like trying to get so good that you don't get beaten mm. by whatever it is you're doing. It's like, a, a fighter's like training so they don't get hurt and we are training so we don't get hurt as well. And you're just trying mm. to always get better but without getting hurt at the same time. Yeah, it's like that's like the elephant in the room. Yeah. It's just like the fact that you get hurt constantly. Yeah. What was the so the what was the fight that you watched live? Was it Robert Whitaker? Yeah. And I sat next to his family too. Oh really? What fight was it against Izzy? Yeah. Against oh, Izzy. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And then um what was the first? The first one I went to, um, Whitaker couldn't fight. What was it? Yeah. Well, the first ever one I went to was, oh, not the first. Yeah. No, the first ever one was, it was Whitaker was supposed to fight. Romero? Some, yeah. Yeah. And then he didn't make weight. That was it. Or did he not make weight or did he get sick or like, what was the deal? Something happened. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember that being the first one, but I was like so stoked to be there just because yeah. I was like front row. And then, um, yeah, the next one was like in Chicago and it was like Marlon Marais versus Henry Cejudo. Oh, that's a good one to watch. And it was so good. Like, because you're like, oh, Marlon Marais was like doing well first round and then Henry Cejudo just like monstered him somehow. Yeah. It's like, it's so, Henry Cejudo, he's just like, he's, he's animal, so cringe dude. dude, but he like, he's just like so rad that he's just puts like, his talent is just through the roof. Do you, so do you get into like the, the whole scene as well, not yeah. just like the fights themselves. No, I'm all in. Like That's I so love sick. UFC. So who's who's like your favorite guys? Oh man, you know what? Like for a while, I was like trying to. I was like, oh, Robert's probably gonna be Izzy, you know. And then you're like, oh, um, he's gonna get beat by old mate um, Polo Costa. Yeah. No, nah. y'all remember? No. Nah. So Izzy's definitely like just kicking ass, and I'll like even him fighting John Jones. I'm like. I love John Jones, so I'm like, oh damn! I hope John Jones can just do it. But then I'm like, every single time I go against Izzy, he just is just insane. Yeah, that's true. The, the thing with like, so I said to my buddy, yeah, and like he's a like almost a black belt in jiu-jitsu, so like he knows the fight game. Yeah, and we we're talking about the um, Jones and Izzy thing, and I was like, all right, if you have a a wrestling match between Israel Adesanya and uh, and Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Does Daniel oh Corm does Daniel Cormier take down Izzy? I don't what, know. What do you think? Does I think so. I think that he's he, like an Olympian. But like then it's a, like, why didn't D Daniel Cormier like take down um Morich? Yeah, like uh, what's his name? Oh, Miocic. Yeah, 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 true. But like, I just think yeah, the Izzy with the size thing is mm. just going to be so different. Like because D, so John Jones took down DC. Yeah, like constantly. Yeah, and it was like, and if I. And I just think of it in terms of like, man, if it was Izzy in there with Cormier, I'm probably betting that Cormier would take him down. Yeah, yeah. So then if Jones took down Cormier, then he's probably could take down Izzy. Yeah. But that's like... Have you seen Jones at the skate park? No. I, I hit him up like because I, I was like so impressed because he was like skating with Steve-O. What? At the skate park, dude. 
like well, on a skateboard in on a skateboard like on a bank but i was like what are you doing he's like because he rides um mountain bikes a lot too and he like i he follows me on that so i like I, what? i'm down with john jones he's a mad dog who's the who's the craziest person that follows you on instagram um like steve-o or dana white probably steve-o steve-o is like the man he's so cool yeah have you met and him theo theo's mad too Theo yeah. Bond, sorry. Um, yeah, Steve I met. He actually came to a, 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 show, a Nitro Circus show. And, like, it was so sick to meet him because he, like, had posted, like, one of my videos and then he, like, hit me up. And then I was like, oh, come to the show. And then he came and then I was like, yo, Steve-O. And he was, like, super stoked, like, and he, like, kissed me on the cheek. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Why are you doing this? And it was, like, just some such a sick moment. Yeah, far out, dude. It must be so weird to, like... So trippy, man. ...have that stuff happen yeah just like yeah and that's normal and, but yeah but I, I it doesn't get normal like i'm yeah. so stoked like i'm still just like the kid that just loves absolutely like adores all these people and then just to, for the fact that it can bring like scootering bmx has brought me into situations where i can like experience this it just like makes all like the grinding and like that's why i like try to put so much back into action sports mm. is because like literally Action sports, scootering BMX has given given me like my whole life. Like and now I feel like I just want to give like my life back to action sports. And that's why I just keep pushing and like just giving back to obviously people coming up because you know, maybe they'll have the same kind of experiences. Maybe they'll grow action sports even bigger for the next generation. Yeah. And I'm like just hoping that it stays alive. Yeah, I think I mean, I don't know that it would go away. Yeah. But I just think yeah, like the the kind of attitude that you have and there's there's probably not enough guys like you that are in it in a way. Like I don't know that there's as many guys that are as committed to giving back in the same way that you are. Yeah, I think that I think there is a I think there is a few and I think that there is a lot of people that definitely like they love action sports and there's a lot of people that do, but maybe cuz I'm like I'm pretty good on like the social media, so I like do push it out well and people do see it that maybe that's why you like perceive that mm. maybe i'm like one of the main guys doing it but when i'm actually just like one of the guys out of many that are like are doing it but maybe you see it more because obviously i'm close to you too i'm in australia yeah you yeah. would see me like a lot more coming up on social media maybe so maybe that's why like you see that more but there is because i know a lot of people that even do like a lot more work than i'm doing and i've only just really started to like really buckle down and do that kind of stuff because i'm just like i see how much it is it helps and like i love doing it yeah because i get a great feeling from doing it so that's why like i've only been doing the friday ride days like so four weeks now i think three to three or four weeks in a row but i'm not gonna stop but yeah it's just been great to do that but obviously before that i still yeah, yeah. do the youtube still trying to like always trying to send a positive message because like it action sports is positive and it yeah. brings positive to people's lives. So it's like, I'm just trying to bring that, what I got to other people because why not? It's not hurting anybody. Yeah. So it's like only good for everyone. It's only good for action sports. If you can get more people riding action sports and loving action sports, it's going to help everyone. No matter if it's you're getting people to ride a scooter, like the more people that ride a scooter, the more, people, the more Ryan Williams you might get, you know, like yeah. the Ryan Williams from scootering, like coming to BMX or even like scooter kids going to skateboarding, anything more scooter kids, more skate parks, more skate parks, more skateboarders. Yeah. Like push everyone, like everyone comes up together. Yeah. That's the way to make it right. That's what, that's the right way to do it. 
Yeah, dude, totally agree. Yeah. What What is the future for you? Like, what do you see, like, if you're going to look at your career and it just to keep going, like, the different levels, like, what's some of the stuff that you, like, want to achieve that you haven't achieved yet? Yeah. Not even in terms of, like, results, you know, just, like, in general, like, what would you like to leave? Yeah, um... I don't know. I'm like stoked with like obviously X Games. Keep doing X Games. I love to push the limits and just like see what I can bring to the X Games like playing field because obviously I've done four competitions and I've managed to do like three really good competitions. So it's like why I'll just keep going. Like what can I do to evolve that that discipline? Obviously, like there's other disciplines that maybe I could go into if I can get good at riding dirt. Maybe I can get into dirt. I'll probably stay away from Park because Logan Martin's just an animal. So is <laughs> yeah. Brandon Lupo. They've got that covered. We'll leave that to them because <laughs> they are ridiculous. They're Olympians and shit. Exactly. We'll keep the gold. They can have their Olympic gold medals and I'll just have my following in a few X Games gold medals. But <laughs> I think just um, maybe do more stuff in the community because I like doing that. Like there's a few things that I've been like just recently I went to a skate park called Alley and uh, it's just a new indoor skate park on the Sunshine Coast and they built like a they built like a it's called Skate Aid and it's like it's so it was so cool like that's why I'm talking about it it's like a special like cage thing with wheels right and then it's got hooks so you can have a person with disability oh, and they can wow. fully sit like they can sit and skate so it was a skateboard and I'm like dude he was like I have a spare one I'm like dude you're gonna make like a scooter and a BMX and just like knowing that you could bring action sports to maybe someone that never would have thought they could even like do yeah. anything because of their disability. Now that opens up that realm for them to maybe have that, like get that feeling that say, they get everyone that else feeling, gets, you know, yeah. you know, that feeling that we get when we ride action sports, the big, the, the big drop. Yeah. Like, they get that feeling like, and that's something that I, I seen that. And that was like immediate, like immediately I'm like, that's something close to my heart because that, is so cool and that's so important to me because if I can I'll, if I can help them feel that feeling I think that that can really you know change someone's like perspective on life even because it changed mine like and it I like it, it put me in the right path to here yeah so yeah that's something that's sick but um other than that just uh Willowland like keep doing that maybe hold like some cool competitions or just have like people out that can progress themselves and in, in, in doing that progress action sports, get people more stoked and just keep doing my YouTube. Cause that like obviously stokes people out and get some riding as well. So it's just all about that. And then enjoying it too. personal, my personal life, enjoying my personal life and just keep uh, doing what I'm doing. Cause I'm enjoying it. Yeah. That's so good, dude. But the YouTube stuff, mm -hmm. are you like, is that something what you try and, step up in terms of like production value and you got like full-time filmers and like yeah. are, you, are you gonna step it up in that sense as well or is that sort of like a whole different deal that you're not gonna no no i'm 100 i actually just um got a filmer he oh, just, yeah, we just filmed a filmed a video today his name's arnie so he just took over he's made about four of my videos and like it's been he's like obviously he's not very well known either it's like he's he's coming up as well so it's like Obviously, I already have the YouTube channel. It's doing pretty well. But his production value is, like, good. But he's just starting out. So, he's, like, super hyped. And that's what I was, like, really looking for was someone that yeah. wants to just grow with the channel. And he's, like, obviously killing it already because my videos are, like, I was, for some reason, like, I was in, like, this low point. I think it was because I 
I was doing all the work myself, one video a week maybe, like sometimes not even. Yeah. You know, and then like the kids, they, they don't roll with that. Like they do love it. Like there's, there's, there was a few that like would still watch, love it, but it's like it's better to just, you know, give them something. Like they're giving me so much. Obviously I'm making like that's my main revenue now from like because I can't travel, do Nitro yeah, Circus. Other yeah. than sponsors, it's like YouTube is like the income. So it's like they're allowing me to still build our Willy Land, like invest back into them. And that's kind of like what I've done. And it's been awesome. Like my view, my views are going way up and my video, my channel is actually doing really well right now. So that's why I'm like just concentrating a lot on that. So you, um, you've been doing a lot of that work yourself for like all, the longest. All of, all of it. Really? Yeah. For three years, all of it. What? Yeah. Yeah. All the edit, I've edited everything. So I'll ride. We'll film video four or five hours and then I'll edit for four or five hours. Dude. And I've done like probably, a, yeah, at least a video a week like for nearly a year. I mean, three years. Just bang out world first trick and then going to go, you, hey, film me do this world first trick oh, yeah. and for hours even, and then. Just, not even having film. Like I would just get my mates. Like, And that's not weird for me. Like that's I'm just used to that. And they do a good job. Like my mates do a good job at like filming and they're in the footage sometimes. I'm filming them. And it, it's good because hopefully you know as my channel grows and we're getting more videos like they get more exposure and then hopefully that opens up avenues for them you know because yeah. they're in the limelight as well and i realized that like it's cool to have other characters because maybe someone's gonna like maybe someone's gonna um feel more of a bond with like my other mates my mate gecko he's like trying tricks all the time and he's not always landing them you know <laughs> but he's trying his best yeah. and he's funny you know, and maybe someone's going to bond with, like, see more of an interaction yeah. with Gecko, and that's going to inspire more than maybe I could because here I am, like, whipping Being it Being, like, and just, super rad, just, just constantly. Constantly trying to, like, <laughs> like, land tricks, even though I don't always, but maybe the, they just interact more with Gecko, and that's just another cool bond that is created from my YouTube channel. Dude, the amount of effort you must have put into your YouTube channel is psycho, bro. Yeah, it was hard, but it was, it's like, it pays off. And like, you see how much it means. It's like, even though it's four or five hours of editing, sometimes it's not, sometimes I can edit quicker, but I'm like, I want it good. You know, when you're editing it yourself, yeah. you really want to like, you know what you want and you can do it. So you put in the time to do it. But um, yeah, you, and like the hardest thing was like, I put in six hours into a video and I like, I thought it was the best, yeah. man. Yeah. I edited it. I thought it was the best. And I put it out and it would just sink. And I'm like, ah! I'm like, what am I doing? And then I would make a video, like my highest view video is like 10 million views. And it was like the day that Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather, I just had it. We had a show and I was like, I, we just had an archer show and I like randomly filmed it. I like randomly filmed can, it. Can we find it? What's the, it's what toy is car it? versus mega ramp. It's I, my highest one might be like this swing one, but obviously the swing one's like, gonna pop off because the, the thumbnail is gnarly wait don't copyright strike me bro okay no i won't if you just go <laughs> just go to our willy and then go top top um things and you you could read through them and i could tell you like, oh yeah 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 sick so just click on my channel yeah let's do that well let's watch this one first okay yeah no i won't copyright strike you mate and then dude it was a cool like obviously that, oh. that's gnarly right but the thing is it's like i have i have 15 20 other videos like this yeah but this just, one just yeah this one just popped off just randomly 
I'm doing like the Conor McGregor walk. Like it wasn't even, I was just being an idiot too. It's always the ones where you just look, I'm like, there's the beard I'm, too, eh? Bring it yeah. back, bro. No, nah, that was nuts. It grows better than that now. Come on, let's get it. Let's I get it I just go back. to the pool, man. Why is, it, why is everyone watching this? YouTube, what do you, the algorithm's like crazy, but it's picking up now. So love you, YouTube. But yeah, it's that, that, al- that algorithm's a real son of a, look, uh, I didn't even plug my mic in properly. It's like all stuff. You know, that's what it is. You like, you randomly make these videos and they might not even be the like your favorite ones. They just pop off. You make the one that is your favorite. Nah. Dude, we my, don't want it. my best video on YouTube is I just clickbaited the shit out of my oh, podcast gosh. with Travis. And I just went, uh, the, the title, wait, fast forward to the thing. I want to see the actual. The toy car? Yeah, I want to see that. Oh, you're one of those. You're going to just skip my video to the toy car. Is this, is this you ruining in, your analytics? If, if you went in the comments, they're probably like, there's probably 50 comments telling you where to go to. That's so, yeah. Toy car at two minutes 13. Like, okay. I get it. So it's got 10 million views. You can go straight to it. I don't need more views. That is the, the man right there. Yeah, Dusty. Dusty going, I'll is. Tell, I'll tell you when it, yeah, this is around it. Sorry. Yep. Go, Dusty go. is the man. Yeah, he literally is. <laughs> He's the coolest he, guy ever. Anyone that can marry Tara Geiger? Oh, that's <laughs> right. he, yeah, he is the man for that. No, I just I don't even mean that. I mean in like the sense of any man that is man enough to be around oh, her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's so good at everything. Yeah, but he nearly died here. Look at this. Ready? He like goes off the side. Oh no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude so many things so much crazy things just happen shout, shout out to nitro like give me the show tape mad dogs that is so, yeah they'll probably copyright strike me actually nah, um that is so gnarly dude it's actually dusty that does the toy car it was actually before this though i think maybe oh unless the toy car's up there wait He's so funny. Listen to him talk. He's just the mat. Like Dusty's just such an awesome soul as well. Like the yeah. way. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he's got it up there. But um, yeah, he's just the nicest yeah. guy. Like 100%. the nicest guy. Would never do anything like wrong towards anyone. Yeah, he. Uh, when we were doing that, I think he's wearing my helmet. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like my GoPro it's got the sticker on there. <laughs> he's got my GoPro and my helmet on. I probably forced him to wear it. Look at this, ready? Oh my God. To be fair, like, but we do this every show and that's why I just picked a new contraption to like thumbnail. Yeah, right. And then it just popped off. It is crazy how it works, man. Like, yeah, that that video that I did was uh, Brian Deegan was the real sellout. And I, f- I went through like, and it's like literally a direct quote. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's like, Brian Deegan was a real sellout. He was oh actually the gosh. nicest guy. Yeah. So, like, it's literally a direct quote yeah, from yeah. the clip. Damn. But when you put it on that, and like, dude, it blew. I got like 500,000 yeah. views no in, like a, in like a couple of days. And, uh, but I found like the only video of Travis with like not a smile, uh, the only oh. photo of Travis without a smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. He c- it covers his eyes. Oh, it just froze. That's right. Oh no! Oh, there was a there was a soundbite. Oh, but uh, on the other end of the spectrum, spectrum, I have a video that I took six years to film, and it was my web edit three. It's like so. So what do we search for? Don't, don't play the music though. It has a wolf mother. Oh, okay. I paid like five grand for the rights, and then they still copyrighted me. Really? Just just mute Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, I would definitely mute it before you play it. What is it? Um, uh, Ryan Williams web edit three. Web edit three dope <laughs> no it's it's actually it came became like a thing because my first web edit 
like I spent like a year and it came out and everyone was like, whoa, this is crazy. Uh, so it became like a yeah, yeah, like yeah. Its own thing. And then I did web edit two and it was like, make sure you mute it. Just mute it. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah. Um, is yeah. it muted? I, I can hear nah, it. Mute it on the screen there. What was it? Oh, you'll be able to cut this out anyway. Yeah, there you go. I would. We good. We good. Uh, yeah, so so there was WebEdit 1, WebEdit 2. I filmed for like maybe two years, three years. And then this one, I was like, I'm going all out. Five years. Oh, five, dude, I remember, I remember that. But this thing, this is like, so I accumulated like just nearly all world first tricks. Like in tricks that were just like the gnarliest thing I've done. And then I got my best mate to like edit and he's like an editor for Russell Crowe now. Shout out to Nick Air Films. What? Legit. Yeah. What does he edit for Russell Crowe? I, don't I know, ju- he's just a part of the thing. Yeah, but. I just watched this the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, this is like, this is my, probably the best edit I've ever made. But it, <laughs> Damn. But to, in saying that, like it got, so it's like, I think it's like two and a half million yeah, views. Yeah, 2.6. But saw. I've met like my first ones that are like terrible. It's like when I'm not terrible, but I'm like 14, I mean, 16 years old. Like I'm nowhere near as good as this, like 4 million, like, you know, and then Toy Carvers, Mega Ramp, 10 million. And then it's like all this effort. But I'm not complaining because 2.5 million is I'm stoked on. And people are still going to watch it. And it's my body of work. And I'm really happy with it. So it's like at the end of the day, that's what I've understood about YouTube. Just be happy that you can come back in, yeah. at the end, of, like later on in life. And you can watch something that is going to bring back memories. And that's how you really go into YouTube and succeed is because then you just make videos to enjoy Well, you're them. a genuine creator. Yeah, exactly. And then... It doesn't matter if it flops. Like, obviously, videos are going to flop. No matter what you think you're doing right or wrong, they're all it's going to flop for some for some reason or other. Sometimes. Well, dude, you got to think about like Rogan too. Yeah. Like, I've been listening to Rogan since probably like 2012 or 2013. Yeah. And like his videos, then if you'd go on YouTube. And, like, it was in that first studio yeah. that he did, and yeah. it was, like, recliners, and it was, like, crazy unprofessional. Yeah. And it wasn't getting that, a bunch of views. But because all those views are on his channel, like, I just went back and watched gone up, yeah. the one with Sam Harris. Yeah. And it was, like, 143. Yeah. And it's got insane bulk views. So yeah. it's, like, you can't get disheartened as a creator that right now your shit's not 100%. popping off. Yeah. Because you don't know what what can happen like look at what happened to rogan he's literally gets millions and millions and millions now yeah and his whole back catalog is getting crazy amounts of downloads so like if the views can't be your only metric yeah for success and like if you just go into it and you're just doing it like for the sake of being able to watch it back like just do it for being able to relive memories even. Yeah. And then no matter how many views it gets, you're still going to be stoked. Yeah. And you're going to do it more often because you're just not worried about how it's going to go. And like it is, it does bring you down when you like put a lot of effort into something and it goes bad. So I don't know. I've learned to just live with whatever, ha- however it goes, sick. Well, there's this, uh, I don't know what the exact saying is, but it, it's there's a, a saying where it's like once you release your art, yeah, the world owns your art. Like you don't yeah. own it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like once you create something and you put it out into the world, it's the world's. Yeah, yeah. It's not yours. Yeah, for sure. And so you like you can't you can't control what the world does with it. Yeah, you can't yeah. control what the world thinks about. It's like you you've just got to be like I made art. Yeah. 
do with it what you will. Yeah, 100%. You know, and like if you can genuinely do that, then, you know, it can make the whole process a lot easier. Yeah. That's a, that one of the comments I get a bunch of times is people like, oh, is this channel not bigger? Yeah. I'm like, bro, share it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I can't 100%. tell. Like, all I'm all I'm doing is having a chat yeah. and putting it on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. If people like it, they like they it. If they it. don't want to watch it, they don't watch it. Yeah. If you think more people should watch it, share it. Share it. Yeah. That's Show it. Show it around. Um, oh, what was I going to... Oh, did you notice the, the... You know, when they said the whole, like, adpocalypse thing with YouTube? Yeah. Did you notice a big drop in money? Jeez, it was like a while. What, like, there it was, was a while ago. Wasn't there a few though? There was like one set. There was like one, and then there was another one, right? I think I wasn't even like really into it when the first one happened, and that was like from PewDiePie or whatever. Is yeah, that the one? Is yeah, that one yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that one, I like. There's one more uh, recently. Yeah, I think the recent one. I actually noticed that. Th- yeah, the ads were like weird, but I felt like I was still getting the same like ad set. Like I was still getting randomly getting the same. I don't know if it's like maybe because your podcast, maybe if you say certain words, it's yeah, like I yeah. always like I try to make it kid friendly because I have a lot of people that comment and say like thank you for making this kid friendly and like yeah. when I'm filming, I don't really think about that too much, but when I'm editing, I'll like bleep. Words yeah, that's what I I'm remember. gonna I'm gonna cut every all the swearing out of this just because I know you got a young audience. Yeah, yeah I don't mind. Like, yeah, and I don't mind if that because I've sworn some of my videos, and but people like timestamp it because they're like. They're yeah. so used to me getting rid of it that they were like, Burr. so it's like, it's become a thing where I, I am conscious of it. And like, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's part of it. Yeah, no, it, it helps. Like I definitely like, I mean, I had that Renee Gracie chick on. She's like the only fans chick. Oh yeah. Okay. And that episode was just got age restricted, <laughs> demut, like everything. Yeah. And like, not that my stuff on YouTube yeah. doesn't get like crazy yeah. views. Um, How long have you been doing it? <sighs> The podcast I've been doing for like three years almost. Yeah, sick. But like I didn't do YouTube very seriously yeah, yeah. for a while. Like it's so much work. Yeah. Like, well, I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> you know. I get it. But like it was just, yeah, between like getting guests and then like building this studio. And yeah, it's just 100%. been, it's just such a process. But now like that's what Ronan's like main yeah, deal sick. is to be like pumping it. with. Dude, even now I've noticed because I got Arnie, like... I almost like feel so much freer and I'm like, I'm better in videos. Yeah. And people like are really liking the videos because they can tell that I'm like, I'm like super chill. I'm like just myself, so much, so much more myself because I'm not in control of the camera and yeah. editing. So I'm not really thinking about, I'm not thinking about it as I'm doing it. Cause when I'm filming myself, you're thinking about what, how you're going to put it together, how yeah. it's all going to work. And like, it's cool because you know how it's going to turn out. But you also don't realize that you're actually subconsciously yeah. always thinking about it and you're not really being your exact self. Yeah, dude. No, you're so right. And the I struggled to, like, I've got in my mind what I think I can achieve in a week. Yeah. And then the week comes and then, you know, something happens, yeah. you miss this yeah. and that. And then you don't end up producing the amount of content that you wanted to. And then yeah. you're like, I'm not taking on any new guests next week. It's just... It's a it's a hard thing to find like a real good balance of like productivity yeah. and then playing the game too. Like that's one of the hard things on YouTube. Like my main audience on YouTube is like all mo- it, if I post moto stuff goes nuts. Yeah. But if I posted something about yeah, like jujitsu stuff, yeah. four hundred views. Uh, okay, and then it yeah. just dips your channel. Yeah. And then you get something that gets fifty and then the next video gets like four hundred. Yeah. And then it like and even 
I don't know too about whether because some podcasts do like uh, separate clips channels mm-hmm. just so that it's like short videos yeah. and but then like Adam Twenty Two on No Jumper he posts the he's only got the he's got yeah, the No yeah. Jumper channel yeah yeah and the Adam Twenty Two channel yeah but No Jumper yeah. has all the long ones and the short ones oh, okay so yeah. like he. Yeah, it's just it's such a just a tough game to figure yeah, out. Because if you start, you, mate, you have a clips channel. No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, see, so it's hard because like then you got to start from nothing. Yeah, and like is it gonna pick? Is it gonna be the same or is like because you're subscribe? I bet you have like because you you're pod, a podcast. You're gonna have the people that just come, like you. They just come back and watch. Like you yeah. have that. You have that like always the, the always the same subscribers that come and watch yeah you know whereas like eclipse is can it can like pick up other people like my channel can pick up like it, i don't even have most of mine actually aren't subscribers yeah 70%, i think it's like 70 percent of mine aren't actually subscribers i'm the same it's like 80 percent, i think yeah so mine. but like it's just it's weird because like obviously i'll have a picture of me jumping off a bridge i got a thumbnail and it's like whoa whereas like it's like I don't know. It's like hard. It'd be so hard to like get the clips cranking if yeah. like, if people haven't seen lots of your channel. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's, it's just, just like a grind. Yeah, honestly, eh? Like yeah. it's just such a tough gig. But man, I just did not know that you did that all yourself for that long. Yeah, no. This is the last. I've only done four videos with him so far, so the rest is all me. Except Dude. for like oh, this video, I got professionally made. Yeah, like, yeah. Big big ones, but I'd say about. 95 percent of my videos on my channel i i made yeah dude that's like that's impressive yeah it's hard it's, but if you film the thing is if you can streamline your productivity like you, if you can streamline all the work you f- you film how you 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 know how it's going to come together you you're like produce you're a producer in your mind when you're filming yeah and you know how it's going to come together you know if you're going to add some meme something funny you know and then what you do is you film to like really like so you don't need lots of production after like I yeah, mean post, yeah, sorry yeah. you don't need lots of posts so what i'll do is i'll film so that i don't need a lot of posts. yeah you ain't wasting it you know it. like yeah. if i stuff up a clip i'll i'll most likely refilm it sometimes i won't but like that makes it easier because i know that that clip goes there done next clip you know yeah. and then you streamline it and then you're getting it down to like two or three hours editing and it's not as bad but, man, but then it's like it's, th- then you're like but you're done and then you're like thumbnail yeah and then you're like I didn't shoot a thumbnail yeah no yeah. dude yeah. the amount of thumbnail the amount of videos I haven't posted because I just have not done a thumbnail <laughs> I was just like oh man I just don't know what to-. and like especially with like podcasts it's kind of hard you know it's yeah. like just people in a studio you just gotta yeah. like go through and it's like oh he did something cool just now yeah but there's like what can you do yeah for sure <laughs> well man. I've really, really enjoyed talking to you, dude. Yeah, sick. How long did that go for? I'm stoked. What time is it? It's um 11, nearly. 11. That's three hours. How long did it go yeah. for, Ryan? Two, two hours, 48. Damn, two hours, 48. Let's go. How was your first podcast experience, mate? It was fun. I, I really liked it. I really liked that you like did bring me back to some things that I didn't really think about. And then like it's cool to be able to talk to people. I just hope that people see that like even though like I'm this crazy scooter rider, like everyone... Like, I came from where people, like, maybe someone that's watching, I was literally, like, that kid, and you can do it. Like, that's all I want people to know, and I always tell people that, that you just got to, like, believe in yourself, and even, like, even when you're going as high as you can, sometimes it might not work, but, like, just keep at it, and there's always a lot at the time of, like, I, I rode my scooter for, I was riding my scooter for probably two years before I even knew, like, what a bass was. So, put that in perspective for you, and, like, just know that even if you're, 
two years in and you're still having trouble, just keep having fun. You might find that thing and it, and you'll just just ride it. You got it. Ride the wave, baby. Well, man, <laughs> honestly, like you're such a good ambassador for what like the positivity that action sports can bring into a person's life, the opportunities yeah. that it can give you, the, you know, like, and it's one of the things I really want to try and just touch on like the multiple things you've had to do. Like you're a business owner, you're yeah. a property developer, you're a world <laughs> traveler, you're, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've, you've overcome fear. You've done so much like overcome or like the bullying and yeah. all this stuff that you've been able to overcome and you've done it all within the action sports arena and the skills that you learned at the skate park, not only on your BMX bike or on your scooter, but like the life skills, like yeah. the life lessons, the failures, the, you know, like the rejection and the hard times. Mm -hmm. And then the friendship, like everything that, that you've got was created in this action sports arena. And that's yeah. available to any kid that wants to buy a scooter yeah, for or sure. any kid that your parents can get you a BMX bike. And I think it's something that, even if you even if you have friends that like even if you don't have anything like even if your friend has a scooter like I'm sure go down the park and just feel it out maybe it's not the right thing for you maybe you want to do something else but like it's a good avenue to just test mm. and it's it can only if you really like it do it and it can just bring like a little bit of happiness in your life a little bit of a getaway and if even if anything even if it's not a career it's a really good way to just separate your your yourself from the real world and just live for a part-time in this world where you don't think about anything else. You just think about, oh, what trick am I going to do? And it's a great release for anyone even that just wants to do it for fun. Perfect, brother. Well, you are welcome in this studio <laughs> anytime <laughs> that you want to come back, bro. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, let's, uh, and also shout out to Sammy from Fist yeah. and Harry for helping make this happen. Yeah, for sure. Shout out. Let's get ha We'll get Harry in here next time. We'll have a, some banter. Well, dude, you should come watch Supercrosses or something. Or, oh, gosh, that'd be pretty or funny. Or we should do a fight companion. Oh, dude, that'd be sick. If you're in. I'm in. I'm, I'm down. In. I'm in for sure. Perfect. Thanks, bro. Ah, thanks, everyone. Yo, sick. Well done. Thanks so much, brother. We didn't even like start it. That's why I'm like, confused me at the start. I'm like, have we started? Yeah. We're just talking.